to the Nuts and Bolts podcast, bringing these nuts straight to you. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I've only had a beer. I've been uh, totally sober today. Oh, you said you're all jacked up on hot links. I am jacked up on hot links, I think, man. I think it's exhaustion. It's yeah, it, might, be. It, it might be. It could be. He's going crazy. I did wake up at like 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah. It's like two hours earlier than normal. Or more. Wow. Or more. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Sometimes, man, I get to working at night, and I'll just, you know, next thing I know, sun's coming up. I'm like, ah, I should probably take a nap. So, last night we recorded Scrap Pile. Yep. And when I, we know Carrie was calling me, texting me, whatever, while we were doing that. Whenever I left, I got a message from him. He said, oh, where's he at? Oh, I guarantee you he'll call at midnight. Well, guess what time I was trying to call him back? Midnight. Like 11.15. Yeah. <laughs> it was close enough. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't answer. He was asleep. <laughs> but anyway. So, mm. uh, yeah, we talked about Z200 a lot last night with oh, yeah. uh, with Terry Wiles. We actually got to see one today, though. Yeah. Man. You got to fly it. I got to fly it. I and was, I was very offered to fly it, and I gracefully declined. That's uh, that's some tasty crow. I'll say that. Oh man, that's some tasty crow. <laughs> uh, I put some honey mustard on it. It was good. No kid, man. All right, I'm all gas. Don't get me wrong. That, you don't have to preface it, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I think. I, so let me back up. My first experience with the Stinger Drive was not a good experience. It was the Stinger 120 with a Scorpion motor turning like a 2613 prop. Uh, the Stinger 120 is designed for a 120cc plane. And uh, we put it on a 91-inch edge, which is a 70cc plane, 60-70. We got like two minutes out of it. Huh. It just wasn't good. And I'm not really sure all the particulars. I don't know the... Different KVs, different motor sizes, none of that stuff. Oh, excuse me. Hot we're gonna, have to, yeah, we're gonna have to edit that part out. Maybe <laughs> it's not hot link. But anyway, I'm not sure all the particulars, all the science behind it uh, per se, because I didn't own either one of these. I didn't research them. None of that stuff. But flying them, marks just really blew me away. I'm not sure I've seen a plane of that size climb quite like that. It's pretty impressive. And yeah. then to get five minutes out of it, that's not bad. Five the, solid minutes, too. Yeah. That's not babying it. No, that's – it. I was impressed. You know, what's he running? Two uh, 6S 6200 zippies, I think is what it was. So basically 12S 6200. Yep. And uh, five minutes of really good solid flying. I was impressed by it. I will say that. Man, the pullout game was strong. <laughs> so, do you see that low hover I got it in? Yep. And then went to climb out. I didn't, that first one, I didn't go full power. And it was still accelerating really nicely. Right. The next one was full power, and uh, Mark did a couple of uh, short takeoffs with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I said do, you know, a full performance takeoff, and it was nuts. I would say it's equivalent to... The 60-inch stuff, like the OMP Edge. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a couple of the 60-inch planes I've got. It, it was probably comparable. It didn't have any problem ripping itself off the ground. No. No. Yeah. I've never seen any other planes perform like the 60-inch until today. 
It did. It flew like a, a big small plane or a small big yeah. plane or I don't even know how you describe it. It was it was super intense. It was oh. I'm a buyer. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. If it fits in the Honda, it's happening. That's all I'm gonna say. Some of those takeoffs, it was coming off the ground in three or four lengths of the airplane. Oh it, yeah. It come off the ground and going straight up. Straight up. Like, like a, a D seven. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, so the other one I was really impressed by today was the, uh, the OMP Bighorn, you know, the aura kind of made that thing a different plane. It really did, <laughs> but I've never seen a high wing plane flat spin like that. That's going to be, we've got to have a video for it. Right. Uh, I'm glad we got some video of that. That thing is just, well, I'm finally getting to the point to where I'm comfortable trying some stuff and it was spinning so fast, and I was like, ah, ah I don't know if it's going to come out of it. I mean, it really, I've, I freaked out a little bit. And yeah. I just so happened was spinning down on top of a 120cc plane that was pretty nice. So that, that guy was kind of puckered up too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Billy Don. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was sitting there, I was like, was it CFH or was it? No, it was, no. It was Billy Don. Okay. And, he, he did, it's okay. It would have been good. Yeah, he did say, hey, thanks for the abort, you know, so. Right. I was like, I didn't know if it was going to, man. I really didn't. <laughs> yeah. It aborted okay. Uh, the first time I did it, it took, what, two or three rotations to get it to stop. Yeah. And uh, But then the second time, I was a little bit higher in the power setting, and it, it could pretty much come right out. Right. So it wasn't bad. Yeah, I had, like, zero power setting, and it was, like, accelerating to the ground. I was like, oh. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was sketchy. <laughs> I think in the video we got it uh, – I think I was a, nearly at full power. Right. Sounded um, like it, yeah. A lot of planes that I fly, you can actually overpower them in uh, flat spins, and it kind of makes it do this weird tumble. Right. So, uh, like with my Mamba 120, for instance, I don't know if you saw it, but a couple of times I kind of botched the flat spin because I had the power setting too high. Right. Um, so, typically, I've got to pull the power back a little bit and... Just off of idle is where it really flat spins really well. So it's – every one of them has got their little nuances. So I was really impressed to see the the bighorn be able to do that. I was surprised how well it handles high alpha. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's a little too twitchy for me to get it that low and slow. It's – not the easiest plane to see. Right. I mean, you it's doable, but it's not the easiest. Yeah, you got to be ahead of it. I'm still behind stuff. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, how'd your day go, Jason? I know you uh, you went home with one less, but you weren't upset about it, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take responsibility for the toss. I don't know. Oh, did you do a T Rex toss? No, it wasn't a T Rex toss. No, maybe, maybe it was a little too over. Yeah, over the top toss. I, oh, I so you gave know. it a big hand toss? Oh yeah. <laughs> I still don't know if it was a toss or the airplane, but like you said, I wasn't upset about it. I got more room at the house now. But yeah. uh, that 3D printed P47, we kind of lost the wing uh, during the launch, which. I don't know. I don't know if I strong handed it or <laughs> I just really don't know. Turns out it doesn't fly too well with the wings trailing the airplane by two or three feet. <laughs> it full lawn darted. <laughs> Man, I mean, 
It was almost pulling itself off without the wings. I mean, it, <laughs> it had a nice arc to it. Nice arc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it did. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. <clears throat> it happens. Well, I'm just happy that we were finally able to get my helicopter going because I was getting a little frustrated. But Matt Sabe cooked me up big time. And I don't know if you guys saw those last couple flights with it, but it was flying really well. It looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm happy with it. I'm much happier than uh, I have been with a helicopter in two years. I mean, it looked pretty solid, but uh, I was staying behind the fence. And I saw Carrie take a little walk to get back behind it as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clay, but, Clay can fly a helicopter, and it looked good. Yeah, I can. I was starting to question myself when I got on the sim the other night. It wasn't good. Right. <laughs> well, if you were watching Carrie's body language, you would have thought you learned to fly a helicopter yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> he left the flight line pretty quick yeah. when you started. He don't like helicopters. I'm man, I'm I'm kind of with him. I'm not against them, Mary. It's just lots of moving parts that can fail. It it kind of kind of freaks me out a little bit. He has been witness to a few pretty epic crashes. So, yeah. I think that's kind of <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to fault the guy for being at least a little concerned about it. So he was quick to put that uh, that eight foot chain link fence between him and that helicopter. I can tell you that while he was flying his airplane. Right. I, I know. I glanced back. I was like, "Where'd Kerry go?" Yeah. Oh, I was like, "Oh, oh well." <laughs> Guess I'm gonna be out here ripping it up by myself. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it though. Um, I I was getting to the point. I was like, if this thing doesn't work. Selling all my heli stuff. I'm out. Right. <laughs> so it worked. So I guess I'm not selling my heli stuff for now. Well, I'm looking at a couple of cool ones right now. I, I You've know. got some cool helicopter stuff. So it's funny. So the Bell 412 up there on the top left of the shelf, I've had that thing for a couple of years now. And I, I was cleaning the shelves up up here, oh, what was it, two months ago? And um, I pulled it down and I was wiping it down, cleaning it up. And I posted it on the Scrap Pile Facebook page. And Jason's like, Where'd that come from? Yeah. (laughs) I've had it. I just can't build it. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Uh, They're a little more technical. I've had a helicopter and I I probably got two flights on it and I ended up getting rid of it because I was like, "Eh, this ain't for me. So I think I could handle the flying part with practice. I'm not going to pretend like I'm great at helicopters. But the setup on it, like the radio setup, the flight stabilization setup, the mechanical setup, I'm completely ignorant to it. Yeah, I just don't know what head. I'm doing. Totally above my head. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what I'm doing. If it wasn't for Matt and Mark being there today, wouldn't have happened. I mean, it's just point blank. It wouldn't have happened. That, and I'm afraid of, I'm going to like it. <clears throat> and then it's, okay, multi-rotors, <laughs> aircraft, and now it's helis. I, man, I... What do you do? I, I know. Yeah. I don't want to absorb the learning curve of it, honestly. I'm, I've, I've tried to mess with it before, and I'm like, that's ah, it's not that bad, but it's just it's more than I need to know. So for me, I'm kind of an odd one. So Jason really likes the scale stuff pretty good, I, I would say. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of your, more of your forte, and yeah. I'm not big on scale airplanes. I love to watch them. I don't want to own one. <laughs> There's a scale airplane sitting next to us. I don't want to mess with it. Right. <laughs> I will because I've committed to it, but it's not pleasurable to work on for me. Huh. Um, but I like scale helis a lot. 
And I think the reason for that is, is 3D airplanes, while they're not technically scale, they're not really, I mean, they're pretty cartoonish scale to a large degree. I mean, that's what I've heard referred to as. Yeah. But they look like an airplane. Pod and boom helicopters don't look like helicopters to me. Right. So I can see that. Uh, so that's why I'm good with semi-scale helis, like the, the MD-500 up there. It's not scaled out, but it looks like a helicopter. Right. You know? Um, man, I'd be painting that sucker to look like Magnum PI or something, man. <laughs> I know it's not the right one, but still. Well, except for the stub wings with the missile launchers on it, it'd be close. Right. <laughs> that's actually uh The rocket launchers. That's actually a scale scheme off like an Israeli uh, tow missile... MD 500. Yeah. Well, I'd have to have like a little dude with a Hawaiian shirt inside, man. It'd, it'd be called Higgins. Higgins. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. A, yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. I know that's not even right, but that's what I would do. I think TC yeah. was the pilot. Yeah. TC was definitely the pilot. <laughs> so what was that plane you were flying today? The, was it a DC three or C 47 or, I mean, I know that's basically the same. Yeah. It's actually, a, it's a DC three. Uh, it came from hobby King. I got it a couple of years ago. Uh, Little all foam that comes with everything included with the, the hardware. I don't even know if they still sell it anymore, but they, they used to have two different, um, airlines that liveries that you could get it in. And I decided to paint it a different way and the, the paint didn't stick to it very well. It's just the type of plastic it is. Um, the late, the latex paint that I wanted to use, it works great on all my other fiberglass models. It didn't stick to that foam very well. So I kind of gave up on painting it, or I still might mess with it eventually. But at right now, it's just a decent-looking airplane that flies really good. Yeah, it looked like it flew really well. Yeah, it's got retracts and uh, flaps. Uh, it's a lot of fun uh, just to cruise around with. Yeah. yeah. Well, being a Hobby King airplane, have you got a hold of a Avio C-130? No, I've actually never flown one of those. They fly pretty decent, actually. Uh, Frank Baker in our club has one and, uh, I've got to, to uh, I think me and Mike are the main ones that's flown it actually. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it does really well actually. Now I did see at the demo, the, it's like it was the Wednesday noontime demo on the electric line. Uh, their hobby Kings pilot, they lost a motor in flight and it wiped it out. I mean, the nacelle come off. Oh. So I told Frank, I was like, before we fly this, <laughs> Go put a little bit of thin CA on these nacelles because I've seen one come off and wipe the airplane out. Yeah. But man, Hobby King planes kind of get a bad rap, but man, that's what I cut my teeth on. I, you know, I, and I, I don't know if I got winners out of the whole group, but every one that I ever got, I never had an issue with. You know, now were they stellar? Absolutely not. But I mean, it got me in the air and got me working and it was cheap. You know? I think it, I think it depends. Yeah, some of them are better than others. And dude, I'm flying. Uh-huh. I'm still flying six year old Hobby King Turnigy batteries. You know, yeah. now do they have as much punch as they yeah. used to? Absolutely <laughs> not. But man, they're still rocking and rolling. They were still twelve bucks, and they're six years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I, I mean, if not for Hobby King, I wouldn't be in the hobby. Likely, right? Um, it was. Cheap enough at a time when I needed it to be cheap. It yeah. was cheap enough for me to get into it, enjoy it, have some fun. Because at that point, you're crashing and tearing up stuff so much anyway. Right. Do you really need to be crashing and tearing up thousand plus dollar airplanes? Yeah. 
No, it feels a lot better when you crash a $60 airplane. Like, hey, I can just get another one. Man, the first two airplanes I bought, I bought from Hobby King. And one was a Focke-Wulf 190, which you should not ever get one of those for your first plane. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I would agree. <laughs> and yeah. then... And then the uh, second one was a uh, Phoenix 2000 glider, so it's a two-meter foam glider. I still have both of them, and I could fly either one of them tomorrow. Yeah. So there's actually uh, a Bixler, or maybe that's a Bixler 2 up there on the top shelf behind us, or behind Casey. Oh, yeah. Um, I wasted actually, the shit out of one of those. <laughs> Dude, that's a great little airplane that comes from Hobby King. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they even cost anymore, but... Um, my friend Craig, that's actually his airplane over there, and he bought that at a swap meet with all like Hobby King receiver. I think it needed a battery, and I think I'm not going to swear to it, but I think he gave ten dollars for that airplane. Oh Jeez. yeah, I mean just something just silly, dude. He had so much fun with that. Oh yeah, and, you know. So I mean, what, don't get me wrong, I love my big gas airplanes, but if a guy's out there enjoying a ten dollar foamy from Hobby King and he's having a good time, right. There's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, not at all. So, well, there's two things I want to mention. That this the uh, DC three, it flies on a three cell five thousand milliamp battery, and I get about ten minute flights with it, just cruising around. It'll do loops and rolls, you know, stuff like that. But it's just generally just a cruising airplane. But the other twin that I was flying today is a multiplex twin star, and it's one of the first twin stars, the old old one. Um, They've gone to EPP foam on the Twin Star now, so you've got the kind of spongy foam that it's hard to dent. This is the old one before they went to EPP foam, but uh, I got it at a uh, swap meet for 30 bucks. Yeah. And uh, it had Speed 400 motors on it. I replaced them with brushless motors, which meant I had to add a ton of ballast to the nose, but that thing will fly all day, and I don't care about it. It's so much fun because there's no pressure involved at all. Yeah. It's a $30 airplane. <laughs> Let me explain to you how laid back this airplane is. I look over. Jason's had this thing up for at least 10 minutes. He has leaned up against the fence, one hand in his pocket, over there talking to somebody with just one hand on the controls, man. There are four or five airplanes in the air, and he's like looking over at the guy talking to him, then looking back up. Yep, it's still there. And then looking back over, engaging in the conversation, looking back up, still there, one hand in his pocket, on one hand on the aileron. That was it. That's that's a good play, awesome. man. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Was good stuff. That that is awesome. Uh, it was such a busy day that I missed out on some things dealing with the helicopters and and then helping out the. Jack and, and Brett with their planes, trying to get them to where they fly a little bit better, you know, and um, just in general, man, there's just so many people out there. So I missed out on some of that, but it was, uh, man, it was a good time today. Yeah, the day was a good day. So I didn't get to see the epic crash, but I did hear it. Did you guys get to see it? I, I heard it too. I, I wasn't looking. It was, that was a loud bang for a foamy. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, it's a pretty big foamy, you know. <laughs> It sounded very wooden, so I was like, there's a plane in a tree somewhere. Yeah. And then it, what, took 15 minutes for him to retrieve it. Yeah. <laughs> so. It did take a few minutes. I was I was wondering over there. Yeah. I he got a little too close to the tree, man. Yeah. He, uh, uh what's it called when they, um, they do it to cubs. Oh, what do you call it when you trim the wing off? Oh, a clip oh, wing? Oh, clip wing. Yeah. yeah. He, so he clipped a T-28. That's yeah. all he did. That's <laughs> it. The, the big park zone T-28. 
Yep. Yeah. The the seventy eight inch Carbon Z T twenty eight. And man, it wasn't it wasn't wasted. You know, I could definitely glue that back together. Yeah. I think he was offended by the twenty dollar offer that was given. <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna put that out there. I would have offered less. Yeah. <laughs> if I was standing there, I would have went with lower. I would have just lowered the price right in front of like you'd give him twenty. I'd said I'll give you ten. Yeah. <laughs> just because of who it was. Oh man! I, me and Which him. I didn't make the offer. I just heard an offer being made, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I mess with that guy about everything, though. Always ragging on him. He takes it well. Uh, he he dishes it out too. So he definitely does. <laughs> so he gets it back pretty yeah. good. But no, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh man, we flew so much stuff today. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of different Did, stuff flying. That's the last, that's the most planes I've took to the field in a long time. And so that's the other thing. I took all my mambas. Yep. The, the quadfecta. <laughs> the quadfecta. And I got no pictures of it. Yo. That was the only reason I took them all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Had them all put together, all sitting out. Yeah. Man, I was pumped. I got to fly two of those mambas today. You did. I almost wiped one of them out. No, you didn't. You didn't see it. Oh, yeah. that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. There's a ex- okay. Extenuating circumstances right. there. <laughs> Not really. I was very ginger with it. It wasn't even close to being wiped out. Well, yeah. I nearly wiped it out a couple times too, but I'm I've been pushing that plane harder than I've ever pushed it. You know. Well when you got a one twenty as backup, you can you can kind of stretch it a little <laughs> bit more. Well, to be honest with you, and I've always flown Spectrum for a long time, but I'm really liking my eighteen S Z a lot. And it is, uh, Man, I, don't, I don't know why, but it's, I've been pushing my Mamba 60 more since I put it on that radio. And I don't, I don't know that there's a rhyme or reason behind that. It's just, I just feel really comfortable with that radio. So. Oh, man, that's two, man. You're like eating at the Crow Buffet here lately, dude. <laughs> dude, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Going back for seconds, man. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad lately. Oh, uh, that's all right. Well, and I got an FR Sky. I mean, that's like three times. Oh, right? yeah. Dude, speaking of that, how sweet was that? We that was, we got it to work. That was pretty damn cool. That is, I was pumped on it. That I was hilarious. Kinda, I was kind of sketched to fly it, but then it was no big deal. Well, what I was impressed by is you guys have never flown one of those planes. Yeah. Both of y'all have never flown it and flew it very well, I thought. Doesn't yeah. seem to be a hard plane to fly. But... No, it seems good. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, the rolling a little bit more to the left than the right was a little <laughs> bit, you know, I was more, when you told me that, I was a little bit more freaked out by it, but then I messed with it. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, my thing was the not being able to reach full throttle. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So we got a few bugs to work out, but it worked. Right. We've successfully flew an airplane with a converted Fataba gold case. Well, I don't think we did an ESC calibration on it. It's definitely not mechanically trimmed correctly. I mean, there's lots of things we kind of did wrong, but we were, we have tested and proven the theory that we wanted to, to, to that we set out to do. Exactly. <clears throat> and the day we, when we got it kind of working and we crashed the airplane because we forgot a step, we were in a really big hurry. Oh, yeah. So. We could go back and do it better. Yeah, definitely. Now that it's proven itself, I'm a little bit more willing to put more work into it. Right. So. That transmitter will henceforth be known as the Volvo, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, as soon as you said that, I'm like, 
That makes sense. It's kind of <laughs> like a Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I guess I haven't quite understood the reference, but I, I mean, I, I well, like I mean, it. It's got a crappy color. It's a weird shape. It's a box. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a box. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. I can see this. Think about an 80s Volvo. It's a box. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, that goes along with the, the joke that is tied to this. I was actually shooting more for like 1994, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but 80s is close enough, you know? Uh, Man, once it's proven itself and you can put it on something that's actually kind of cool and. You show up at a field with some really ridiculous stuff, and you're you're wearing your cut off jeans and your white beater uh, and your pit vipers, and you roll out on the line and start throwing. What down about, man? Check this out, man! I just got this thing out today. Ooh. Man, bought this at the garage sale a couple weeks ago. Got her charged up, ready to go. Yeah, I think it's ready, man. I ain't never flown nothing like this, but hey, we're gonna give it a try. Man, I watched this YouTube video. What do I do? I push this forward, pull this back. That's it, That's right? Right, man. <laughs> Stab them sticks in the corner. Look, ball, I'm stick banging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that just got bad real quick. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. It, this show is taking a turn towards the other show. And I mean, I think we swapped places this week. I think we did too. Yeah. It was way more serious last night. Super serious. Yeah. Jason, you should have been there last night. Hey, I'm having fun now. Yeah. No, yeah. I, it is good both ways. I've actually had a lot of fun in RC this week. Oh yeah, it's been it's definitely been a good week for it. Yeah, hey, you know what we forgot to mention? This is sidebar. Yesterday we forgot to talk about the swap meet that we're going to do in Duncan. Yep, we, we also, forgot a lot of stuff on last well, show yesterday. Well, and we also kind of messed this one up too. My dog's getting out really messed us up tonight. But I actually had like ideas of stuff and everything else, and but yeah, so I guess we actually kind of need to hit a couple segments you know oh yeah so one of the things would be events we i think we definitely need to talk about a few events and that we got coming up um what what's first baxter yeah we've got one coming up in march and that's mm-hmm. the, the flesh, flesh tone and fly flesh tone and fly <laughs> right i don't remember the dates though yeah it's yeah. it's gonna be i don't know what do you call it? rogers hot link it's not a flesh tone but no. i'm bringing rogers hot links oh that's just a that's a Spicy meat popsicle. <laughs> yeah. It's a spicy uh, meatball. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we got the flesh tone and fly. That's a anything goes, flying, just hang out, friendship. Yep. No raffle. No just, nothing. Just show up and have a good time. That's at Baxter Field in Moore, Oklahoma. And that is the third Saturday of March. The 20th of March. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, what's the entry fee on that? It's like what? Is it twenty bucks? But that's no, because I don't, I don't think we're doing anything on that one. I thought you're right. Maybe you're not the the May one. You have to have a uh, you have to have an AMA. You have to have an AMA, but you also have to have a city the permit, permit city permit, yeah. which is what ten bucks a day, ten bucks, ten bucks for the day, or fifty for the whole year. That's right. Yes. Yep. Uh, no camping. Uh, we haven't got that squared away yet. Right. We're working on it. Yeah. And uh, the city is at least listening now. Yeah, but that's more for the May event. Right. So, anyway, so got the flesh tone and fly coming up. That's going to be a good time. You can come out and heckle Casey and make fun of Larry. Oh yeah, that'll happen. Don't <laughs> don't talk shit about Jason though. No, we're gonna have problems. Right? Wow. wow. <laughs> well, you know, you've got certain echelons of people, and Jason's one of those ones that's kind of on the top. You kind of 
He uh, he deserves a little more respect. That's wow. right. You know, that's something I've never heard before. Uh, hey, I mean, that's how I feel about it. I don't know if everybody feels that way. I, I concur. Yeah, Casey and I are on the same page. I mean, I've been giving you shit all day, but J- hey, I'm sorry, Jason. Are you oh doing man, okay over there? you know, I mean. You know, uh, you know, though, it, 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 we're starting to loosen up on him and start yeah. to give him a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I call baloney on that one. <laughs> uh, well, what else we got? So following that one, we've got Rona on the River. Yep. That's in April. I, that's not the official name. No. That's the unofficial mind. What I'm going to call it. Yeah, name. that's what that's what we've been calling it. What is it actually called? Flying on the River or something like Greg that. Greg Skinner's Throwdown. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so we got Greg Skinner's uh, place. Uh, it's on the Red River, Oscar, Oklahoma, and that is the second weekend of April. It is the tenth of April, and it's uh, I think it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come out and camp. Yeah. We're gonna cook out. Uh, no raffle, no registration fee, no none of that. No, Show let's up. run what you brung and hang out and have a good time. Exactly. Come out, have fun, and uh, yeah. Just that's pretty much it. That's the gist of it. Uh, big grass strip, jets have flew off of it. Just FYI, I know you asked about at our runway today. Yeah, and I should have brought my jet today. I'm, I, after being there now, I will next time I come. It's and it's actually three fifty. Uh, I know I, I don't know if I maybe said three hundred, but it's actually three fifty. Yeah, you did, you did say three hundred. I still got the text message, but that's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's three hundred. He forgot the plus fifty. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all right. Either even still, if I owned a jet, I probably would have waited and, and I would have wanted to look at it before I brought a jet to a field like you know. It's one of those things. Well, next time I come, I will have it with me. Yeah, so we'll get to see the bifurcated F eighteen. <laughs> yeah, man, that thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's I love that plane. But uh, so yeah, you can. Uh, man, what's that noise? the heater no and maybe it's just my headsets anyway um yeah so greg skinner's we're gonna have a little bit of everything flying a little bit of cooking out make sure you bring your your grill if you want to bring some special something specific maybe bring that with you be prepared to camp out and have a good time then uh see following up greg's um that'd be the duncan swap meet yep we're going to do a swap meet slash indoor fun fly. That's going to be at the Stevens County Fairgrounds in Duncan, Oklahoma, May 1st, starting at 8 a.m. Nothing sounds more country than the Stevens County Fairgrounds in yeah. Duncan, Oklahoma. <laughs> hey, they do have like rodeos and all that stuff there, too. Well, absolutely so. they do. Yeah. But the good thing about that is, is it's a pretty big facility with a lot of parking. You know, a lot of the swap meets we go to, the parking kind of sucks. Right. Well, they're used to having a bunch of cowboys with 40-foot horse trailers and everything, so our little trailers for airplanes would be great. Right. You know, we can park a ton of them there. Do you do you pull a trailer? Do it. Well, I guess if it's a swap meet and you want to unload some stuff. I was thinking indoor fun fly. I mean, most of the indoor stuff is pretty small. No, no, no. I was making, mainly leaning that towards the swap meet side yeah. of things. Yeah. I thought it through as it was coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Well, the building we've got rented out is to... Uh, it's they call it the livestock arena, but it's not going to smell like livestock. It's they clean it up pretty good. Big concrete floor. It's not anything like the tiny. Holy cow! That Man, place. That, yeah, that looks like an awesome place to go fly. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of bummed out we didn't get to go to that. Yeah, I maybe should have made 
little bit more of an effort to do that. I'm I sorry. was thinking about it this morning. Yeah, that's that's going to be on my list next year. Absolutely. Uh, after seeing William Belfort Schwartz pictures, <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't realize it was that kind of place. Right. God, that thing's bigger than the Chesapeake. It it definitely rivals it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's at least. It's at least as big, if not bigger. Well, there's only one of us here that's flown inside the Chesapeake, too. Well, there's two of us, actually. Oh, you flew there? Yeah. I didn't think you ever actually flew in it. I knew you were Man, exposed I, to. I flew a mini quad in that thing. Did you? Yep. <laughs> nice. I got to see the gigantic blimp that Jason flew. Yep. But I've flown that, that you know, too. Yep. Have yep. you? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, I'm pretty sure the tiny event, wherever the name of that place is, I don't know, but it is massive. So we don't have anything quite like that for our indoor fun fly, but it's bigger than a basketball court. Uh, it's got like stadium seating on each side, all that stuff. So what we'll be able to do, you show up for the swap meet, you can back your trailer up right up to the building. It's got huge roll-up doors on both sides. Uh, we've got several double doors that you can walk through. So loading and unloading your trailers are going to be great. It'll be really easy. We're supposed to have about 200 tables, and uh, you'll be able to – Come in, set up, like I said, 8 o'clock. Uh, tables are $10 for your first table. That's uh, That gets you in and gets your first table. Additional tables are 5 bucks each. Uh, if you want to come in and just fly or just shop and you're not trying to sell anything, you don't want a table, it's 5 bucks. So 5 bucks gets you in to, to the swap meet. And, and uh, no matter what, if you come in, you buy a table, you're, or you just enter the building, you're going to get to fly. There's no special fee to that or nothing like that. Um, the other thing that I like about this venue is a lot of the places I've gone, if you don't buy a table, you don't get a chair. So you're stuck walking around, standing up. Well, we've got, I don't know, a few hundred seats in this <laughs> stadium seating. So right. at least you can go over there and rest your feet for a minute, you know. Um, but we're going to run the swap meet from like 8 to noon, 1 o'clock, whenever – Swap meets don't usually last super long time anyway. Yeah. Then we're going to start up the indoor fun fly, indoor flying, and we're going to go until they either run us off or we decide we're ready to go home go to bed. So nice. at least probably 9, 10 p.m., I would say. Uh, so good <laughs> I'm luck. taking an air mattress. I'm going to sleep on some <laughs> of them folding chairs. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm staying all night. I'm staying all night. <laughs> a lock-in. Yeah. Yeah, a lock-in. <laughs> That's a lock- I hadn't heard about a lock-in in 15 years. I was thinking more like a rave, man. We'll put some glow sticks on some planes, man. They don't fly very good. I've tried it. (laughs) I've put glow sticks on a Mamba 10, and it flew bad. Like, really bad. bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That was back before the Mamba 60 existed, and we wanted to fly Mambas at night. So we taped glow sticks on a Mamba 10. It flew like crap. So I'm really happy the 60 come out so I can fly one at night. Yeah, it flies pretty good at night, too. Yeah, yeah. Flew one of those at night. Yeah. Waiting on Clay to load up his trailer. I was like, hey, man, you got any batteries left for that 60? It's got lights on it, right? He goes, yeah. And then he handed me the radio. I was like, huh, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of surprised he did it. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, Jason, come here. Let's, let's fly this thing. Well, yeah. a few months ago or a few weeks ago, maybe, uh, I started giving Casey crap about not flying. Well, he started flying a bunch. And it's like, <laughs> you know, Casey can fly pretty good. Yeah. So I don't mind. Yeah. It's well, just, it's just mean, foam anyway. I'm not, I don't know if I fly well, I, but I, I keep it shiny side no. up. Oh, yeah. You're, 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 you're doing, doing good. pretty good, man. Yep. I've, I've been watching. Your 3D is coming along quickly. Yep. 
I can tell you've been putting in the sim time. It still feels sketchy. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I am still not comfortable with it. I it don't... doesn't ever not feel sketchy. Okay. Sure. So I'm just going to have to get sure. used to that. All right. Maybe if you're like Santiago or Spencer Nordquest, it might not feel sketchy, but it still does for me too. Right. It's a... There was a couple of bailout points today where. So here's a key. I scared people. You got to bail out gracefully. Yeah. Well, there was. Because then it looks like I meant to do that. Yeah. Well, there <laughs> wasn't nothing graceful about one of these bailouts in particular. <laughs> right. Well, a bailout without the sound of a crunch at the end is still a successful bailout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the old saying? Uh, a good landing or uh, a good landing is when you live and a great landing is when you can use the plane again. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if this thing would have had a pilot in it, he would have hit the eject button. I guarantee you. <laughs> it, would, it was it was one of those kind of bailouts. Nice. Yeah. So is there anything else we need to cover on the swap meet? Uh, oh, we got Eats and Beats food truck going to be oh, there. Yeah. So we're uh, that'll have uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, however long they hang out. I think they're going to be there the whole day. And, man, I would definitely uh, have to uh, say to try the uh, chocolate bacon jalapeno cake. Dude, that's crazy Holy good. Holy crap, man. That's, that doesn't even sound good. No, it doesn't good. sound right. <laughs> uh, the Adobe chicken tacos are probably my choice. Yep, those are good too. I got to holler at them and tell them like, hey, you got to work me out something for my diet plan here. Yeah. Because they have nothing on my diet plan right. currently. You guys got anything keto friendly? That girl's uh, going to look at you like, I do what? what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like, if it ain't fried, it ain't food. Yep. <laughs> Hey, I brought I brought these keto friendly tortillas. Can you put like some Fritos and some chili in? You know, I can't have Fritos. Oh yeah, <laughs> dang man, chilies without beans. Life for you is rough right now, dude. It's really not bad. Yeah. It's really not. What's, bad. I think probably what's worse is us giving you a hard time about it. Like, hey man, you want to grab pizza? I, I can't have pizza. Oh. You know what? You know what I can have though. What's that? Steak, Rogers Hot Links, pork chops. I have a lot of really good stuff. Right. Dude, I eat lots of pork chops, pork loins, and stuff like yeah. that. So it's all good. It Fair could enough. be worse. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, what else we got on the – I is, think that's pretty well it. Is there a flyer for that swap meet, or is there well, going to be one? I, I don't know, Casey. Is there? Well, I'm supposed to be making <laughs> said flyer. And Sorry. I, no, it's all right. Yeah. What, I'm supposed to be making a couple of flyers for Clay, and, man, I've, I've had some other work come through that kind of took precedence, and I apologize. It, you know what though, I I'm not gonna get mad at Casey because he's making money on the other jobs and you know I'm not gonna say mine pays well. <laughs> mine pays in peanuts. Well, yeah, but you know it's a good friendship though. It's a good fair trade. I'm not real sure. I think uh, I think I owe you at this point. Nah, that's all right. I would rather you owe me than me owe you. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, I've got man. I've got to deal with my close friends and it's never be even. That's that's how I want it to be. I don't ever want to be even with you on anything. I want I want somebody us just taking care of each other back and forth. That's how you do it. Yeah, I feel like we all do pretty good about that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yep. So, what else? What you got? One, Jason? An event? Yeah. Not off the top of my head, no. Well, so we got that one, and then Baxter again. Yep. In May. May, third weekend of May. Yeah. What's the weekend on that one? Hang on. I May 20th, 20th, I think. Yep. I think it is the 20th. Yeah. I'm, I made that flyer and I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm really thinking the tw- 20th is in my head. May 15th. May 15th. Okay. Nine oh, way off. Yeah. Um, so that was a $20 landing fee and the club will pay for your, uh, your city permit if you do not have one. That's right. They're going to have a, 
Food truck at that one, I think. Yep, going to do a food truck at that one. I think it's going to be Eats and Beats again. And then, uh, man, got a lot of sponsors on that one. Uh, the raffle's shaping up to be pretty stout. Yeah. I mean, for our club. I mean, it's not a super stout raffle, but for, it's getting there. for our club, it's it's definitely it's definitely big time. It's getting there. And then, um, so Baxter, for those that have never been there, what's the runway? 600 foot or is it 550? I believe it is six. Yeah. Really good size. Paid runway. Extremely nice. Very nice awning. No yep. electric. That's the only kind of downside to the Baxter. You got to bring your own generator, but that's okay. A lot of us got generators. Yep. Very nice runway for uh, around Oklahoma City. It's uh, one of the best places for EDFs and jets by, by far. No, nah, not one of. It's it is well, the best. Yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, it's the best. That's a man. It's a good field. I, yeah. That's it's the one I call home because it's closest to my house, and I guess I've been a member of the club for five years now or so. So. I just like the membership there. You know, Jason, you, know, you Clint, Larry, Kirk, yep. Don, Bernard. Doc. Yeah. Doc. Yeah, Doc's a great guy. Yep. Mike. There's just so many good people there. Absolutely. There's a couple of Mikes. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> I actually just got to looking through my phone the other day trying to call Sterling, and I was like, holy cow, I know a lot of Mikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we got uh, that one, and I don't know the name of that event. It's just the Baxter Field Spring Fun Fly. Yeah, something, yeah I know it's going to have a quite, a bit of, quite a good raffle. It's going to have a couple of uh, Fun Fly-style events. Uh, Mike is wanting to bring those back, and, and I'm all for it. So we got, what, uh, Oki Air Bowling? Yeah. And uh, if you haven't heard about that, check it out on YouTube. I think there's a video from back when they used to do it. 15 years ago or whatever. But yeah, it's a pretty old video, and it's not very long, but it'll give you the gist of the situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was uh, lucky enough to actually win Oak Air Bowling last year at the Baxter event. Man, you win all kinds of I know. Fans, I was just thinking dude. that when he you is, said it. Man. Hey, man. I need to take Clay to the casino. We're playing blackjack tonight, buddy. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've lost a lot of money doing that. <laughs> uh, all right. Slots it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, we had a... We got Oki Air Bowling. We got what a, they call it the Redneck Twist. Redneck Twist. And that's basically, uh, that's from a, what I gather, you take off, do, uh, what is it, one roll, two loops, and spin or something like that? Okay. I can't remember. I don't, that's not what I was thinking it was. Yeah, it's kind of like the event we did last year, but it has like, you got to do another spin in it, I'm pretty sure. Right. It's kind of like a, it's a, it's a time thing. You Don't you climb? No, and you got to do all that on the way down, and fastest no. time to get on the ground wins. Or am I thinking of something different? You're kind of there. So you take off. Your time starts when you take off, and then you have uh, so many maneuvers you got to do, and then land, and then when your wheels stop, the time stops. Okay. So, uh, Mike can explain it. Sounds I, like I, a bighorn event, dude. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a Mamba sixty event for me, right? But. Uh, Anyway, the Bighorn is is definitely been dubbed my fun fly plane. Is going to be my stole drag plane. That's that's what I'm rocking this year, dude. That thing is going to stole drag much better now. I'm just going to leave it on crow. I'm going to leave it on crow. It's in slow motion. I'm still saying we need to 3D print you some wheels, man. Yeah, I think so. Those hard wheels. Those man, you can't do. It's it's so hard to get a smooth landing, man. 
<laughs> you can. You look you like can, a noob. I don't care who gets on the sticks of that thing, man. It's like yeah. doink, 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 bouncing you down can, the runway. You can have the most beautiful approach, a nice gentle touchdown, and as soon as the wheel hits the ground, it sounds like somebody's dragging a two by four across concrete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like bong. Yeah. I thought it landed pretty nice dragging the rudder. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not quite qualified enough to do that yet. <laughs> I'm working to that goal. Uh, yeah, those tires are. They're super bouncy. Well, I agree I mean, with that. It's good. Landing it in grass, it works. Actually, yeah. it's good, man. Yeah. Dude, after looking at some of the stuff that Jason has 3D printed, I'm certain he can get you some wheels, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was. There, we talked today a little bit about, man, you think we could print some vortex generators? <laughs> give me some leading edge slats. I mean, we could, we might be able to work some stuff up. Trick it out. That's oh, cool. I'm, let, I'm letting go of all my secrets. I'm going to edit that out. Yeah. My secret... Uh, it's just fly QQ extra. Right. Well, after <laughs> after flying it today, I could see why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a baby doll. Uh, does a little bit of everything pretty well. That's definitely it. That would be a good plane. Like I could, you could almost suggest that as a trainer. Almost. You know, it's very docile. So, and it's something you could move into. The I'm amount of throttle we had today, it kind of felt like it. Oh yeah, it was. Definitely, yeah, yeah. it's been a long time since I've flown something that underpowered. Yeah. No, it, it actually is. It does make for a great trainer. Uh, I'm, I've seen a lot of guys that can only fly like small, foamy trainer style, like a apprentice. Uh, what was the other one uh, that flies on made? Uh, sensei. Uh, I've seen guys go from a sensei to a QQ extra, fly at low rates, and have a ton of fun with it. Oh yeah, and it's just it's a very good second, third airplane for sure. I would even. Honestly, at this point, I'd probably tell, just go get that one to begin with. Right. And just skip all the other ones. Just because well, it handles wind so much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, on low rates, I mean, you can dumb it down enough to where you're not going to over-control the plane starting out. Oh, yeah. Well, the way you guys are flying it, it's actually much higher rates on that. Uh, right. When it's on low rates on its stock setup, it's really low. So it's <laughs> super easy to fly. Right. Um, it's still capable, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's just super easy to fly. Uh, that's why the, those kids that are out there, uh, Brett and Jack, that's mm-hmm. what they're flying. And their other, they started out with an apprentice just a few months ago, and they're out there flying that thing, so and having a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I was out there one of the last times that they, uh, or when they had the apprentice, and I think they ended up lawn darting it the day that I was out there. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, until that happened, it was pretty good. And I <laughs> think that was one of those things where you feel confident and you're like, oh look, I can do stuff, and then you don't. You know, <laughs> yeah, but you know, for some some couple of kids that really have had very little instruction, they they're flying in, you know, the bank limiting safe mode stuff you know, on the Apprentice, and you know, I, I buddy boxed with the RV8 a couple of times with them, and I mean, they're largely self taught, right? Then they're like eleven and sixteen years old. Yeah, they didn't have any problems pushing it around today. No, yeah, no, they've taught themselves that, like right. they're. We haven't, I haven't had to do much with them. I mean, that's, it's pretty remarkable actually. Um, but anyway, we got sidebarred here. I got one more event we got to talk about. So we talked about Baxter, yep. right? And then following Baxter, June 10th through the 13th is the Duncan event. Right. And, uh, we're getting that flyer ready. Yeah, flyer pumping it up. On that one too. Yeah, we got to start pumping it up pretty soon. It's going to have a, if things go like I expect them to, we're going to have a, huge raffle yeah 
And that that's going to be – it was a great event last year, and things have kind of loosened up a little bit. I think it's going to be an amazing event this year. I certainly hope so. Um, not sure what we're going to do on a food truck yet. I, I haven't got confirmed. Eats and Beats is our go-to, ladies. They, they really like to, to work with us. So I talked to them. They said they weren't sure if they got that weekend available. So they're supposed to let me know here in the next few days. But um, – so big raffle, we're going to do probably a $30 buy-in on it, 25 or 30 haven't, uh, We haven't had their meeting to discuss that part yet. Uh, like I said, four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you can camp out there. No RV hookups or anything like that. But we do have some power at the field, so if you don't have a trailer, you just show up in your car or your van, you can hook your chargers up, get under the awning, you know, charge your batteries, whatever you got to do. And there'll be a lot of guys there running generators for their RVs and their trailers and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, night flying. Uh, what else we got? And it's just an all around good time. Bring fly what you brought. Helis, 3d warbirds, you name it. I think we're gonna have quite a few jets there this year. Yeah. I mean, from the awesome. sound of things, we're gonna at least have a couple jets. Right. <laughs> so, um, then, uh, usually got pretty good turnout with that event. Actually, yeah. Terry Wiles told me he might actually. He was like, man, I was getting really excited, but I've already got an, weekend, an event that weekend. So I was like, man, you're going to drive down to Duncan from like Black Hills, South Dakota, or wherever it is right. he lives. <laughs> like, holy cow, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. We'll twist his arm a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, that dude's <laughs> – that's a really incredible guy. But uh, I don't know if he's going to get to make it, but we might have a few few big names there. Uh least local big names to us so which last year there was a pretty cool thing that happened i don't know if i could say anything about it i'm drawing a blank you're gonna have to refresh my memory full-scale flyby oh Oh, yeah yeah (laughs) you had to been there to see it yep i had to have been there to see it yeah you might come back it might happen again but you won't know unless you come that's it and there is no video or no posting of video i'm just gonna say that yeah that's why you don't know about it now i'm just gonna say it's cutting edge it's brand new yeah and it was fucking cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was awesome i missed it but i did get to see video of it and it was i was like ah i felt so bad because i missed it yeah it was up close and personal you know there's enough lead up time we might can make something happen (laughs) well the dude that set it up i know is going to be there so yeah i would i would assume that he's going to try to set that up again well Something that would be really cool, I bet we can't make happen, but uh, so where Jason is at is uh, it's near Fayetteville, which is also where Walmart's nearly based out of. Like it's like Bentonville or something like that, you know. So Sam Walton's grandson, I think it is, uh, I think his name's Stuart Walton, he actually flies over in that area. Um, he's kind of tied in with that deal and he has the super Corsair, like one of two or three that exist. He has, and Jason's got to see that thing. (laughs) How cool would it be if we could talk, make that happen? I doubt we could. I mean, I'm not going to stalk it up, but dude, how cool would that be? That would be pretty cool. (laughs) I mean, that thing is super rare and he flies it. Uh, he does take it out and fly it. Well, I mean, that's what you do, right? Yeah. No trailer queens here. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like driving a, I don't know, what kind of car is there two of that was like the baddest car ever made? 
Yeah, I, I'm drawing a blank on any of it. What that thing had like what up? R4360, does that sound right, oh, Jason? Man, I'm not sure, yeah. It's it, it's a big one, though, yeah. It's like the biggest radial engine ever made. It's nasty. But anyway, <laughs> so maybe we'll uh, maybe we can we'll have something cool. You heard it here. Clay said it's going to be there, so <laughs> you need to come check it out. <laughs> yeah. No. You're going to have to just come and have a good time. He's like the great-great-grandson of Sam Walton's going to be flying the yeah. most rare warbird <laughs> race plane of all time. And if you're not there, you're never going to see it. That's what I heard. No, that's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Reindeer. Reindeer. <laughs> oh, so I guess that kind of wraps up our events. But we went a yeah. little long on that one. Yeah. Well, we, we had a we had to come circle back to it. Yeah, we kept sidebarring. Yeah. Now, <laughs> man, I'm a little loopy. I haven't had any sleep. You know what else we forgot to do today? What's that? Make a post about sending in our listener questions. Yeah. So sure we did. didn't, we didn't actually get any listener questions, I don't think, since the last week. I haven't checked. I haven't got any. I'm sure somebody's got questions. <laughs> I, I did get a listener comment, however. We talked about it a little bit last night on the scrap pile. Um, so. On our last show, we talked about EDFs and turbines and what have you. And uh, Terry Wiles made a suggestion that uh, you run an idle up on your uh, EDFs so that it oh. just sounds more natural. And, and also, like on uh, downlines, when you chop the power, uh, if the motor has a, an idle up where it's continually turning, um, it keeps the airflow through the tunnel or through the pipe so it doesn't create quite as much drag on the airplane and that you can coast around a little bit better with it and, and uh, he said you, you shut it completely off it turns into a big break and, and that's definitely how it works on a prop plane so it sounds it sounds like it makes sense it makes sense in my head yeah, yeah. so absolutely I want an EDF to test this out on and then he also said you want to put like a, a second or two delay in the throttle up and down that way it acts more like a real turtle yeah, we mentioned yeah we mentioned that on the last show. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. possible to do it. Yeah, yeah, that was a, one of his suggestions. You know, just uh, as a turbine trainer, put a little bit of a delay in your throttle uh, so you can simulate that spool up time. Yep. So, that and was, I thought about all all the way to the field because, like, you like running idle up on on all your stuff. That's oh, yeah. and all the way to the field. I was like, man, I need to set that up when I get down there. You know what? I never did. <laughs> I never did. Yeah. You'll get there one day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but so, yeah, send us your questions. We would certainly appreciate them. And, yeah, there uh, is a link like in the show notes. If you just like click on the episode and you scroll down, that's all you have to do is scroll down. There'll be a link that you can you can hit, and it'll take you right to where you can leave a voice message. Yeah, yeah. So far, we've got one. Yeah, it's not a phone number. It's not anything you call. It, it's all. So I didn't see the, I only saw the link when I went in through the anchor app. I don't right. think I saw it on the iTunes app or yeah. on uh, Apple podcast. Yeah, it just, may be there, but yeah, you I, just scroll. It's at the very, very okay. bottom of the show notes. I know. I know for sure. I saw it on Which the I anchor. Do get, right. I do get a lot of questions about, Hey, you always mention these show notes. Where are those at? I mean, it's really, you just scroll like the same, you know, you hit the episode that you're listening to bring that up and just scroll to the bottom of it. Yeah. And it's got all the discount coupons. It's got everything right there. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, that's something else we messed up last night on Scrap Pile. We didn't talk about any of our sponsors. Well, I was going to edit that in, but hey, this show comes out after that, so nobody will know. And they'll be like, hey, wait, they said they didn't do that, but they did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually picked up a a new one recently since our last show. 
Michael Sell give us a checkout code on Bluebird Servos, well, didn't he? that was only good for a week. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yep, that was bummer. a week deal. Well, oh well. I got to use it, though. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you can still go get Bluebird Servos. Well, hey, you got to use the Buddy RC code. You used the checkout uh, uh, affiliate link, didn't you? When More you, than once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then somebody else did recently. Carrie uh, Howard. Carrie Howard did. Yep. He got that 40cc. Um, Electric Sunny Sky sunny Motor. Sky, yeah. And Dude, it, that thing is a beast. It is a beast. That thing's going to be awesome. 40cc sized. Yep. Yeah, so we got uh, Buddy RC affiliate link. uh course a power batteries i think jason was running a couple of those today weren't you yeah uh, 3s 5000s i think it was yep. you were correct yeah so we got uh and then of course jason duran's got the zdz engines yep. still got that coupon code active um eric kendall can't uh, can't forget him so no, smoking oaky smoking oaky yeah i think he's got a lot of really cool stuff going on right now absolutely other than working on his plumbing he had a bad week for plumbing this week. oh oh yeah well, bummer because i I feel bad for anybody who has to deal with that crap. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you said crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about it like that, but you're not wrong. Yep. So, now, uh, I actually made a post on uh, on our scrap pile page, uh, our Facebook group, about which plane should I put smoke on. And it was pretty dominant Mamba 120. Yep. But then somebody, I think it was Jeff Schultz, is like, put it on whatever plane you want to recover. Right. And I was like, that's the mindset I've had. That's yeah. why I don't want to really do the 120. Right. But I'm thinking, it's like, you know, as far as like room for a smoke tank and smoke pump, all that stuff. It's like, man, that 120 really would make it easy. Man, the voice of reason. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and then, oh, Jesse, she calls me out and she's like, how can you have a Mamba without smoke? Really? She's kind of right. She's kind of right. Yeah. I can't, I have to admit it. She's kind of right. Which man, what? Two of them without smoke. (laughs) Yeah. You're not wrong there either. The 70 would be more challenging. The fuel tank tray on it's really small compared to the 120. The 120 would be, it's, scary how easy it would be to put smoke in the 120 kyle rickaway actually has i don't know if you guys got to see the video uh from the sad 3d festival man he was he like smoked out the whole flight line he's got the red white and blue mamba 120 mm. with a da 120 uh holy smokes pump i'm not sure he actually may be adding uh an injector from uh from eric on there as well um but anyway, man, I know that was, those, really those injectors cool. are getting getting a lot of heat here lately, man. Yeah, yeah. What? Who was it that you teamed up with? FiberTech? Is that right? Yep. FiberTech's carrying them, and then uh, the other stuff I don't think has been released yet. I don't think it has either. We better keep our mouth shut on that right. one till I know for sure that right. it's time to that, say it. That's it. Um, but yeah, I know Eric has had some some really cool stuff happening with the uh, with those smoke injectors. So that's awesome. Yeah, and maybe I designed him a cool new deal when I should have been working on your flyers. I'm just, eh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> it is a pretty cool logo. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I had to give him, was it Earl? Is that the name of his? Yep, Earl's his, the monkey. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the monkey had a name. Oh, yeah. It's Earl, man. <laughs> well, so uh, I've followed Eric now for a while. He actually put up a post uh, with people voting on names for the, the monkey. <laughs> yeah, that's been a long time ago now. Right. Uh, I forget some of the other ones, but Earl was like 
that's it, dude. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds that's, good. Uh, that's very fitting, I feel like. Yep. Uh, Earl the Smoking Monkey, man. <laughs> oh, nice. you know what else happened today? What's that? Carrie ran a GP123 with a brand new set of RMJ rings. Yep. And he's, uh, so on the way home, I called him up and he's like, man, he's like, do you see how much better that engine's running? Oh, he was yeah. really, really happy with it. Right. Which his engine was a, it was brand new, but for whatever reason, it just didn't have the compression that mine 123s have. And, uh, so he put that ring in there and he's, you know, he's like, man, it just started easier. He said a couple of the maneuvers that killed the engine last time, he said, I did them and the engine run great. He said, it just, it sounded thirdier. He said, it felt like it was ripping the prop a little bit better. And he was really happy with it. Well, that plane looked really good today. Yeah, I think Mark Nielsen really wrung it out from what from what he was saying. Yeah, so. yeah, Gary was standing there the whole time going, "I've never seen that plane do that," <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark usually flies really conservative and really he he's real smooth and real precise and all that, and I think right. he was letting it hang out a little bit today. Oh yeah. Well, he, man, he was. It looked good. It looked real good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. I was super stoked he let me fly the Z two hundred. Man. I wanted to so bad, but I, I didn't want to be the guy that put the third flight on the plane, you know? Yeah. He's been talking to me. Casey's been talking to me about that Z200 all day. Oh, I'm Jack. I'm smooth Jack. I mean, there's no two ways about it. That quick release system is, it's awesome. It, it, that's all I can say. I, man, I really, you know, I don't see anything that you could do any better or different. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm, it's not like I'm bringing a lot of knowledge to that. But and, until I see something better, I don't know that you can make anything better. Well, man, even like the the, the quick releases for the wings, if you don't have them in the down position, the canopy won't go on. So it's kind of got like a little safety check. Yeah, you know, make sure. I, I well, just, and then to add to it, if you don't trust that, you could put bolts in it. Yeah, you know, you could go a step further and. Uh, but I would trust them. I mean, they looked solid. Yeah. Well, they lock in place, you know. Well, and then like uh, Terry last night was saying, it's all hardened steel. Uh, they got paired up with a company from uh, that built helicopter parts. Uh, I guess the factory owners that used to build AJ aircraft uh, sold out to another company. And that company uh, was used to making heli, small heli parts and things like that. So they were able to bring in a, a little bit more technology uh, that they didn't necessarily have access to before, and so it's their their release mechanism is amazing because you have no pins to lose. Right, the Skywing system is awesome. The only potential downfall is you can lose the pins because they're not attached. Right. Uh, the The Extreme Flight system is good. Don't get me wrong, but with the Extreme Flight system, it doesn't have that checks and balances like you talked about. Right, and um, it's a little bit more cumbersome to use. This system is, in my opinion, my favorite so far. Right. I got to see the new pilot system. Uh, pilot RC's got their own version of it now. I want to see theirs next. Um, I've seen OMPs. It, it's good too. Yep. Uh, there's none of them that are really bad. They just all got a, it's unique to me that there's what five different quick release systems out right now that <laughs> right. you just kind of pick and choose, but. Well, man, when I got that edge, the, the way that it goes together, I mean, it's super quick, super easy and. Yeah. You know, I, I have no complaints on it. Yeah. Well, I that thing flies well. And, um, but, oh, another thing about that Z200, do you notice how locked in it was when he was doing those, uh, those elevators? Yes. And yeah. how when he was doing those, uh, Harriers and it was just solid. Yeah. 
And Mark was just the whole time. He's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was. <clears throat> yeah. I was super excited. He, he had me beat. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was definitely a good time. Um, so let me think. Yeah. What's, co- what's our next deal? I don't know. We covered events. We covered listener questions, comments, concerns. There's probably going to be some concerns on this episode. Jeez. Yeah. They're, they're going to be like, dude, why don't y'all shut up and let Jason talk? We'd much rather listen that's, to him. That's what happens all nah, the time. You don't want to listen to me. Yeah. You know, you I say don't that. Listen to me. No, the, the first time you were on the scrap pile, I was like, you know, I really wish Jason could have talked a little bit more. That's been a long time ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I did want to mention that uh, we got to test the, uh, the charge box today. Oh yes, totally I'm glad you brought that, that up. Yes, <laughs> the 200 pound charge case. <laughs> no, dude, it's not 200 pounds. After you said that, I was like, "All right, let's let's close this thing up. I want to see how heavy it really is. It's not that bad, man. It's not light. It's quality. It's Qual- not, weight it's not is light. weight equals quality, right? Well, hey, you said it weighed the same as both of your charge cases. Well, he can charge as many or more than both of your charge cases put Double. together. Yeah, double, yeah, double. It's just all in one box, dude. That thing's a beast. <laughs> Tell us the specs on that thing. Uh, it is four of the ISDT P10s in one box with two 1600 watt uh, power supplies. And the power supplies are you know 12 volt power supplies, but they're running in series, so we're putting out 24 volts, and uh, it works pretty good. Yeah. You did a lot of 3D printing on that too. Yeah, uh, just to get it to fit all in, inside the box to get everything mounted the way I wanted. I 3D printed mounts for the P10s, which have a uh, integral vent for the fan on the P10 that vents to atmosphere outside of the box. So I 3D printed that mount. I 3D printed the mounts for the balance boards. Uh, and what else? The I 3D power printed cord the storage. Vent. Yeah. Uh, the vents in the box for the, there's actually two fans to circulate airflow through the box, mm-hmm. through the enclosed section. So I, I 3D printed vents for those and the mounts for the fans, um, inside the box. And then yes, I came up with a, uh, a cord management system, I guess you could call it for the lid. Yeah. Where the, the cord wraps around the, the, uh, a mount inside the lid. It, it turned out pretty good. I'm really happy with it. I don't know how you could do it any better, man. I mean, he thought of everything. I was well, looking at it going, what's the thing in the top? That's for the power cord, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, that's exactly. I was like, geez, man. I, I saw it and I got to thinking, I was like, I'm going to need one of those for mine. Yeah, exactly. Man, I was, I was terrified of one day showing up somewhere and forgetting the power cord at home. Right. So I had to figure out a way to mount it inside the box where you'll never forget it. Then, man, you've got a nice little, um, uh, I don't even know what you call that, like a little clear, look, kind of looks like a little tackle box kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That little, you keep, that keep all your leads in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little and man, he's box. got XT nineties. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the batteries for the B fifty two are going to be using the XT nineties, right? Because I'm, I'm I had to use eighty amp speed controls, so I, you know, I, I know it's pulling. Oh, what was it? Seventy four, seventy six amps at full throttle, something like that. Wow. So uh, for each motor, so I didn't use the XT sixties on the aircraft, so the batteries have nineties on them. So right. I had to have adapters for 90s. The 90 plug takes up too much space in the box. Right. So I didn't want to make everything just the, the plug in the box in 90 just because it takes up too much room. So I just made eight adapters from 60 to 90. 
Well, it was super beneficial today. He was like, okay, you got the right bank. Charge whatever you want. I did, man. I mean, as soon as they were coming out of the plane, they were going on the charger. Well, he always digs at me because I don't have any XT90 stuff. I'm running EC5s. Okay. And he shows up at the field. He's like, I'm going to use your charge case. And then I look at his batter. He's like, you hope you brought a lead. (laughs) So I got to get some leads for Casey to use. Well, no, I, I think I probably need to buy the leads and I'll just donate them because I'm using your charger. Uh, I'm that guy, dude. I am a charger whore, dude. <laughs> I'm just, hey, can I use your charger? Hey, it can was I use your charger. <laughs> it was super cool to have both of us being able to use one charger, and either one, we can charge four batteries at a time each. Yeah, that talk about flexibility, man. It's awesome. What, what was it? Eight six S packs at eight amps. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I can charge eight six S five thousand milliamp packs at one time at eight amps each. Didn't you do that the other day as a test run? I did. That's and all I you got do. it to, yeah. uh, what, 35 minutes? Or was um, it 40 or something like that? Yeah, I think it was about 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And your goal with the B52 project was under an hour. I want to be able to charge all eight battery packs in under an hour. Yeah. Well, I think you did that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to work. Just curiosity, do you have an idea of what you have invested in that case? Uh, I haven't added it up. Um, your wife doesn't listen to the show. It's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, it's probably only about 400, maybe 450 bucks. And that's minus your cost in 3D printing and all that. Yeah. That's not counting the 3D printing. That's not counting the, not even the plastic, but I don't consider it. I mean, it's, it's less than $20 worth of plastic. Oh, on the filament. Yeah. Yeah. But, Is that all ABS or PLA? PETG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Coke bottle plastic. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. So P-E-T-G? Yes. Okay. See, I've always heard that called PET-G. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, PET-G. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't – see, that's something – I'm going to have to spend some time with you guys 3D printing because I've never got to do any of that part of it. It's cool, man. It's a lot of fun. Um, I I don't know if you noticed, but the – well, you did notice. Like, uh, I put my name in it. Yeah. So the, the, the P-E-T-G is used for most of it. And the, the contrasting color, it just so happened that I had the orange – in ABS. So all the orange you saw is ABS. Oh, gotcha. But it's just only because I, I had it laying around. Right. Yeah. So you got that laying around because of me because I needed some PLA. And I was like, all I've got is ABS and my printer doesn't like so it. It's PLA. Yeah. So actually I already had orange. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. you gave me more, but I already <laughs> yeah. had orange ABS before that. Yeah. So uh, you say PETG is Coke bottle plastic. Yes. Uh, P- ABS is like what they use in like car bumpers, things like that. Oh, all kinds of stuff, but yeah. Yeah. And then what is, uh, is PLA the plant-based one or whatever? I believe you're correct. Um, I, I don't really categorize them. At least I don't keep up with them based on what they're made out of, but PLA is the one that it's, it's structural integrity is pretty good, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, thermal resistance is very low. It's the first one to melt when exposed to heat. Okay. Which is, is why I don't use it very much for RC related stuff. Is it the super flexible one? No, that's TPU. Okay. Yep. I've got some pieces over here that are the super flexible stuff. And yep. yeah, I didn't know. I, that's what I need to learn. I need to learn more about 3D printing. It's becoming a big thing. That's what we're going to make Casey's tires out of is TPU. Nice. Nice. That sounds like I'm getting some tires. <laughs> it's funny that he's like going to outsource this to Jason while he has a 3D printer sitting on his kitchen table. Well, here's, I've seen it. Right. Here's the, uh, 
Here's the learning curve thing: is Jason is good with the software to design. I, I have it. I, I thought you had to pay for it. I found out today. It's like, no, man, it's free as long as you're not using it. To sell. I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna download that as soon yeah. as I get home. Dude, his prints are really nice. Yeah, Jason. Well, Jason's got the the bad boy printer, and he's got it figured out. You know, yeah. I've, that printer is awesome. Yeah, I know you've got some. I've seen some really nice prints that you've done. The whiskey barrel is probably still one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't guess I've seen that one. That's pretty cool. It's up at the studio. I keep forgetting he has it. <laughs> yeah, I took it up there. Yeah, yeah, you need that back. Yeah. No, I got one at home. I made two of them when oh. I made it. <laughs> we need to design that to be just a little bit bigger so it can fit in it. I think I think that would be a rocking koozie. Could probably do that. Yeah. Nice. It smells like wood too. Yeah. It's, it's really? wood filament. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wood filament. Wood yeah. wood fill. Yeah. So there are several different types of uh, filament. That have additives in them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some that are uh, conductive. Uh, there's some that just have like metal flakes or uh, almost like glitter in it, kind of. Mm-hmm. And there's also what they call wood fill, which is uh, microscopic wood in the filament. Wow. Um, if you sand it, it smells like wood. Supposedly, you can stain it. I haven't tried it yet. Hmm. Here's what I'm wondering. So we figure out what they make whiskey barrels out of. And we get some wood filament like that, and we char the inside of those and, like, age our own little whiskey in them. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I think they used oak, actually. Yeah, that would work good. Uh, I'm pretty sure most whiskey barrels are oak. I could be wrong on that, but, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that use that kind of stuff in woodworking because I follow some woodworking <clears throat> Facebook groups, I, I'm thinking. Channels, I'm thinking like you're that. right. I'm thinking it is oak, but I wasn't sure enough to say. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I could be wrong. Somebody could correct me. It won't hurt my feelings. And I'm sure that there's something bad in that plastic that's in there that you probably yeah. shouldn't yeah. do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not the best. But, hey, it was a cool thought. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely try it. This whiskey tastes like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's barrel-aged. You you can drink it once for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It'll either be good or it won't. That's yeah. You got a 50-50 shot, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm not trying it. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm out. Maybe we could talk Clint into it. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if we just don't tell him? And we'll just he'll have probably, him taste test it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He'll be the one that. that lives, and then we're like, oh, it's okay, and then we'll all die from it. Right, yeah. <laughs> he'll be the one that lives. Well, he survived melted lead. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> he met me at the field, like, after that, and he's like, man, I just don't feel good. I'm running a fever, and I'm, man, I just feel, I just got to take a nap. I'm like, all right. And then as the day goes on, I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, before he left, he's like, man, I feel a little better now, and I was like, did you melt that lead inside? And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, maybe it's the lead, dude. Yeah, lead poisoning. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I we still don't know. Oh, he man. came through it. He's a tough fella. Uh, it's terrible. That guy cracks me up, man. Uh, that's got me just about as good as uh, Matt's reaction today when I said, uh, I need to stop taking advice from William Bill Short. Yeah. <laughs> the look on his face. His eyes got big real quick. I thought you were going to fall out of the chair. I'm not, I just. Uh, I wish I had that on video or had a picture of Matt's face when you said that. Uh, 
Oh, William Bill for short. He's so crazy. He cracks me up. He's a funny dude. Man, he yeah. So I tell you guys about the the movie. You know, Larry's always talking about the the movie Bill. That's where that come from. Oh yeah, the Mickey Rooney deal. All right, I, I got curious. I had to watch it, so <laughs> I watched it. And in there, there's like one of the guys has a kid, and he's like, his name's Clayton, Clay for short. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to I need to call you that more often. Yeah, yeah. it won't hurt my feelings yeah, too bad. It's nicer than most things I call you. Yeah. <laughs> It's gotten pretty rough around here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Get a helmet. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can't do that and mess up the mullet, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. Have you ever seen uh, Ronnie Mack? Ronnie right. Mack, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. That dude's wild. I man. think he's from Oklahoma. I think so, too. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a character. Him and uh, Larry Enticer. Yep. That cracked me up a lot. You know, when you were talking about last night that uh, Pit Viper does uh, sponsorships, <laughs> dude, if you don't get a Pit Viper sponsorship, I don't know who else is more deserving. Uh, you should I, go look up some of their warranty videos. Dude, you proudly rep the brand without it. <laughs> you, you know? And I'm, I will go as far to say if, if Clay is on Team Pit Viper and he were to give me a pair, I'll wear them too. I, was, I mean, right now, I'm down on some Pit Viper. So, Get this so as long I, as I don't have to pay for them. You know how yeah. we we were talking about uh we were talking about Spencer Nordquest. Yep. Uh, that I said he's got a you know a good sense of humor. He actually had uh, some pit vipers as well. But he had the other there's uh, another line. Yeah, the other uh, style. Yeah, the other style. And uh I didn't realize that that's what they were at first. And we were <laughs> we were messing with him about something or other and then he made a comedy that yeah, this is coming from the guys wearing pit vipers. I was like <laughs> What the hell, man? Yeah. Well, then I get to look and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You're wearing some too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was a good time. Yeah. I'd, I'd rep them with you, man. I'm, I'm you know. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. It's funny when I think it. That's, those are the only sunglasses I can see you wearing. <laughs> well, I used to wear safety glasses, sunglasses because they were free. You know, I buy those at work, those right. nemesis safety glasses. Yep. You get scratched up, you just throw them away and get some more, right? And you ever heard the joke, uh, uh, Jeff Foxworthy had one. He's like, buy a pair of expensive sunglasses, you can't, you know, you lose them immediately. It's like a pair of cheapos, you can't lose them. It's like, you could hang your head off a boat and they fall in the water, the diver's going to come up. Somebody lose some sunglasses? Yeah. A pair of cheapos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I had... I had those. Oh, back in college, I had uh, some old Ray Bans, uh, the old uh, like Maverick, you know, the Aviators. And they had the, they were the gold. I still got them. They had the golds that wrap around your ear uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So interesting. Those gold wrap around uh, sunglasses, those actually saved themselves one day. Uh, so when I was in college, I was on the flights, uh, college flight team, and we used to go to these uh, competitions and what have you. And one of the competitions I competed in was the message drop. And because I didn't have a license, I was the, the dropper. You know, I was the bombardier, right? And so we had this little wood box that you it had a like a tail on it, kind of like a kite. And you had a target you had to try to hit. Yeah. And so we would, I would try to line it up and whatever. I'm not going to say I was particularly good at it. But one time, <laughs> so one of the rules is 
is if you ever hang your head out of an airplane, you take your headsets off because you will lose them. Right. Uh, one of the guys on our team, he nearly lost a brand new set of bows because he stuck his head out the window and they flew yeah. off and they hit the horizontal stab yeah. and he caught the wire and was like pulling them back in. <laughs> yeah. It's like a thousand dollar headsets, you right. know? Well, anyway, uh, I did that one day and I had those aviators on. I turned my head backwards and, uh, I felt the, the earpieces catch and I was like, Oh, these are about to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but, uh, yeah, I actually still have those sunglasses too. So that's what I used to wear, but, uh, I don't know. The, the pit viper thing is just kind of, I guess it's out of control. Man, I'll never forget, dude. It was, it was the first RC scrap pile episode. I didn't, I didn't know who Clay was. I just knew that Clint and Larry kind of knew who he was. And, and they were like, well, get, let's get this guy on. He's, you know, AMA representative. And I'm like, that sounds perfect. Let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> well, we had the Duncan event coming up. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. That's how I'll always remember is right before that. Right. And then, uh, we're standing outside at the studio, hanging out on the on the balcony and everything like that. And this car pulls up, and I'm like, man, is that him? I think that's him. Is that him? This dude gets out of the car with a freaking mullet and pit bikers <laughs> on. And I'm like, dude, if that's not him, then we ain't doing something right, dude. It was awesome. Uh, uh-huh. And we've been buddies ever since, man. It's great. Really? Yeah. That's, he's not wrong. <laughs> Well, what's bad is I didn't know where I was going the first time, so I drove past it, and they text me, like, you just drove past here. Yeah. He's like, we figured out who he was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, man. So, no. Well, I feel like we're missing something. Oh, man, we're probably missing a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm missing sleep. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I guarantee you, he texts me like, I was loading up when he texts me. He's like, all right, I'm about to leave. You're an hour and a half away, and you're just now about to leave? And then I didn't leave for another hour and a half after that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, yeah. I was drinking coffee. I was comfortable. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got out there pretty decent today before, I don't know, 1030 or something like that. So I was out there for a long time. I made it by noon. Yeah. Cause were you were, there by noon? Yeah, he was only about 30 minutes after me, and I got there about 1120 or so. Okay. Yeah, I just... I knew Casey was like the last one there, but that's all I could remember. That's usually how I roll, man. I'm fashionably late. Fashionably late. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we got any other projects we're going to kind of cover? Maybe the stuff we got coming up? Man. Only thing I'm working on right now is covering that uh, Inspire. So, oh, yeah. We, we actually were going to talk about your yeah. cover job. How has that been going this week? Well, for my first one, I feel very, very good about it. Now, yeah. it's definitely a five or ten footer you know which i'm I'm just now got like the main colors down i'm kind of going back with trim nice so you had told me about using uh what was it ammonia ammonia to, mm-hmm. to lay that stuff down which i did one trim panel and it did have a few bubbles in it so i'm gonna try try that out yeah try I, that approach I, i've never personally done it but uh, i know some guys that have uh, there's actually a, a really good builder he's uh lives in shreveport uh, you actually may know the guy I'm talking about. Is uh, he was Doctor Camby's Chardar? Uh, he used to fly IMAC. He flies down at Shreveport. Not by name, I don't. Uh, he's Iranian. Uh, builds a forty percent, usually like Daltons. Um, anyway, he built a couple of forty percent Daltons, forty twos, whatever they were. Anyway, um, and he did an entire build series on them. And there's those are kits. You know, they had. You had to lay up fiberglass, and it was all built-up wings from wood and sheeting and 
I think there may have been some foam core plugs on some of the parts. Anyway, it was a, it wasn't just some little job. Yeah. And uh, he did a really good build series uh, of Facebook posts, and uh, that's how he did it. And I asked him about it. I said, you know, how are you doing your covering and this and that? And he used it. It was a type of ammonia product, and he said, just put it in a spray bottle, mist it on the back, and lay it down, squeegee it out, and let it sit. Uh, and then I know Jeff Dalton did that on that Mamba. So that's who I would call. Right. Uh, I think that's the only one he's ever done. But, I mean, we know how it turned out. Right. Well, man, this is one of the first projects that I've ever taken on where I didn't, like, do a lot of research. You know, usually I'm researching something for months before, but it kind of it came to a point where the covering was falling off of this thing, and then I had a well, this fortunate accident and knocked one of the ailerons off of it, and I was like, eh, it's time to cover it. Well, that was what you said. You're like, I'm going to fly this plane and... If I like it, it might get recovered. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah, dude, I love it. It flies fantastic. So it's yeah. definitely getting recovered, which uh, Buddy Kirk's been helping us out, man. He's been real helpful on on all of it. And it's uh, dealing with me being as uh, particular as I am is probably a pretty rough, uh, pretty rough go on trying to teach me anything because I, I learned things the hard way. I definitely graduated from the School of Hard Knocks. I'm like, man, just let me do it. You're, you're a hands-on learner. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell me 10 different ways to do it, and it's not going to make sense to me until I figure it out. Yeah. You know. I get that. So, And you went with, uh, what, teal, white, orange? It's got well, a few different wild colors on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm kind of going with kind of close to the original trim mm-hmm. scheme on it, but it was all clear, which I didn't have any clear. So white's the base. Mm-hmm. And then I let the cow dictate the two colors that meet the cow. And... Between my scraps that I had uh, picked up at like swap meets and stuff like that with with other buys and uh, Kirk scraps, I've got every color. Nice to, to do the plane like it was. Now, if I can pull it off, that might be one thing. But yeah, and you supplied me with some orange today, so that was my missing link. Yeah, yeah, well, you can have it. I, yeah, I don't have anything with that color orange on it anymore. I got rid of that airplane. So well, I've got a bunch of red and yellow. So yeah. And I will probably never cover anything red or yellow. So. Red is a weird one. There's a lot of shades of red in monocoat. And yeah, then ultra coats, totally different again. Mm-hmm. So red's one of those, like, you got to have an assortment of reds if you want to patch things up. Yeah. Uh, well, I this mean, is definitely going to be an assortment of or coat and monocoat. And, <laughs> I mean, it's... If it doesn't, I mean, there's a lot of it, like the pieces I had weren't very big. So there's lots of seams and things like that. But I mean, like I said, from five or 10 foot away, you can't see it. Yeah. You'll, you'll just get to fly it again. So it'll be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't want to make it too nice. I want it to be my beater. So I'm not afraid to, to kind of hang it out, you know? Yeah. Well, there was actually something came up this week that, uh, I don't know if we've addressed it on the show, but I do, I know I wanted to ask you. What's that? On your 737, is it fiberglassed? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's a, the airframe is cut out of foam insulation, Mm -hmm. the the blue foam. It's sheeted with, I want to say I used, what, 116th balsa, I think I used on that one, to sheet it and then fiberglass. Okay. Yeah. So a friend of mine recently bought the uh, Motion RC AL37. Yeah. And from Calligraphics, he got a graphics package for it to make it look like a FedEx uh, transport plane. Okay. And uh, he was sending me pictures of it. That thing's a lot bigger than I thought it was, number one. Yeah. Um, and anyway, when I asked him, I said, well, I can't. I, I was went looking for it. And I was like, I don't see the FedEx one. You know, I was like, all I see is the Motion RC and the blank white one. He said, well, 
that come from Calligraphics? Yeah. Well, then that, I was like, well, okay, I've heard about Calligraphics because I, I told them about your 737. I seen pictures of it and I said, I think this one's fiberglassed. I was like, I know it was blue foam. I knew yep. that, but I couldn't remember on the, the glass or not. So, yep. Um, that thing is really fun to watch. And as, as far as Calligraphics, I can't recommend them enough. I've used them, I want to say three times now. Yeah. And it's been excellent every time. Yeah. Well, good experience, good product. Well, uh, I know Ryan was, was really happy with, uh, with that FedEx package that he got for his. And, uh, he said, uh, he's like, I just contacted the lady and told her what I was wanting and she was more than accommodating and worked well with, you know, he's like, it was super easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I guess he didn't have no trouble getting their graphics supplied or anything like that. Yeah. They work great. Are they, they're not water transfer, are they? No. No, okay. pe- peel and stick vinyl. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So. I wonder if that was delivered by FedEx. <laughs> that would be so literal. Uh, I got a FedEx package in a FedEx package from FedEx. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like watching a forklift lift the crate of forks. I'm just saying, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Only Casey thinks yeah. of this stuff. <laughs> a forklift lifting a case of forks. <laughs> I mean, it's very literal. <laughs> what kind of cigarette specifically was that? No, no, there's Marlboros, man. Well, we are, you know, Oklahoma did pass that a couple of years ago. Oh, man. Um, I'm not a card carrier. I stick to alcohol. My mind's like this without drugs. I don't need any help. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, you know. Talking about uh, your blue phone plane, that made me think of something too. I found out tonight you've got a CNC hot wire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. We're out here. <laughs> I've had that longer than the 3D printer. Jeez. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm trying to wrap my head around how does this work, and he's having to explain it to me because I'm a little slow. And I was like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. I was thinking it was just, and it's like five foot by five foot, pretty much, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the the table that it's on, uh, right. The cutting area is about, I want to say, uh, it'll do a 30-inch wide panel, and it'll cut up to a depth of about 32 inches and a height of maybe 20 inches. That's crazy. So is it just 2D or is it 3D? Three. It is a three-dimensional. So does the wire not go from the top to the bottom of the panel? Like, How does that work? So the wire goes from left to right. Mm-hmm. It's got two towers. The wire can be moved in any direction on any tower, though. On, on either tower, it can move in any direction, um, which is why it's three-dimensional. Okay. Um, and basically what you do is you, you have to designate a profile for the left tower and a profile for the right tower. And the computer will cut according to those profiles to get the shape you want. Okay. It, it works great. It's, there's a program for it where you, you, if you can draw the profile of what you want, say for a fuselage. If you can draw a uh, a station, uh, what they call a station number. So, mm-hmm. if you look at the fuselage as a as a, a what a loaf of bread. Okay. So, if you cut between the first slice and the second slice, you have to draw the the profile of the front of that piece of bread and the back of that piece of bread, and then the printer can do it at the same time and get you the actual piece of bread. Oh yeah, if, I that, gotcha. if that makes any sense. Well, I'm thinking about like a. Fuselage, how it's got a, a double taper, tapers narrower, and both in height and both in width, but it can handle that. Yeah, apparently, definitely. Yeah, yeah. okay. 
Interesting. I, I guess that's what you use to make your foam core wings on yeah. some of your scratch builds, huh? So the B-52, the foam pieces are entirely cut out by the CNC router. Or CNC hot wire, not router. Nice. So what does runs the hot wire? You got a power supply? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, I didn't build the hot wire. I actually bought it from another guy that was moving and just didn't want to pack it up and take take it with him. Gotcha. Um, there's the profile, or the, not the profile, the program that runs it is uh, Gary Mueller Foam Cutter, which is a French guy that, that makes the program. Uh, or Giles Mueller. That's what it is. Giles Mueller Foam Cutter. Hmm. GMFC. Uh, wow. It, it works great, man. Yeah. So was that like a, a home built kind of job, or was that like an actually produced kind of no? This piece of equipment? it's a home built right machine. It's all yeah, but it runs off stepper motors. And, yep, yep. The funny thing is that the, the guy that made it actually made it out of uh, like G ten um, mm-hmm. fiberglass, but right. he hand cut the parts out, and and also there were some plywood pieces and stuff like that. Well, I have a three D printer, so. Yeah. After a couple of months, I was sitting in there because of the 3D printer is sitting next to the hot wire. They're in the same room. And I was looking at the hot wire, and I thought, there's there's a piece of uh, plywood that was holding. It's a pretty important piece on the machine. But, you know, and it, I was looking at it, and it's kind of crumbling, and I'd been thinking about, you know, what how I was going to replace it. And the idiot light in my head went off and went, dummy, you got a 3D printer right there. Just print the new part. And right. Sure enough, man, it took me 20 minutes to design it, stuck it in the printer, and another 25 minutes after that, I had the new parts slipped right on, fit perfectly, look better, everything. Right. And I had to make another one for the other side, which is just hit print again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> mirror this awesome. image, hit print. Yeah. Yep. That's, see, that's on a whole new level Dude, for me. Dude, totally different level, man. <laughs> yeah. Totally different level. Yeah. It's just, like, solving problems, like. He's in year 3000. We're, right. we're back here stuck in 2020. I'm over here with a forklift lifting forks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy that I got this cordless Dremel and he's over here got all this stuff like, ah, oh, here's my problem. Oh, here's the solution yeah. immediately. Yep. So, man, if you can draw it, if you can design it, it'll do it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So maybe you need to talk to Jason about this router table idea that you've got. Yeah, I do want one of those. I I really want one that just works. I'm not really one to just want to figure it out. Uh, maybe I'm going to have to get out of that mindset. I just don't want another hobby right now. God, I feel like i got so much going on. I know well, the feeling. Well, man, I remembered when I first started getting into, like, some video stuff. And, you know, like, they didn't have, you know, computer gimbals. Well, not at a price level that I could buy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh so I got online and they had this thing called a Steadicam smoothie and it was pretty much, man, it was, you know, like a, a handle with ball bearings and you balance the camera on it and it doesn't matter how you moved your hand, it stayed stable. <clears throat> so I got to thinking, I was like, man, I wonder if I could make one of these. And I ended up using like Traxxas axles for like the trucks or whatever. So it would go on those two axes and I used skateboard bearings on the other ends of those. So it would rotate and built it all out of PVC. And it worked fantastic. <laughs> In our group message the other day, what was it that Larry said something other about this guy's not building something, he's building a bonk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, can't, some, I can't remember what somebody said. And I was like, man, you need an avocado and duct tape and some bailing wire, man. 
that's when you're sitting there like I used some axles off of this and some skateboard bearings. I'm like <laughs> that that whole thought process just come to mind real quick. Yeah, well, man, it worked. It worked awesome. Man, it, it worked really good. And then I wondered how well it worked compared to a good one. So I bought a good one, and mine actually worked better. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> then you're like, oh, still got the receipt. Don't take that back. Oh yeah. Shipped it back on Amazon. There you go. Uh. <laughs> now I'm. I guess if I want to follow this CNC router bit, I'm gonna just have to get started somewhere. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen immediately or maybe even this year, but it will happen at some point. Man, I I totally understand. I've been thinking about it myself. I've been looking at them. Um, so I actually have a, a friend that has a, a company where they have a CNC mm-hmm. router. Actually, I think he has a couple of them, CNC routers and lasers. And that's how I got my wing ribs for the B-52 cut out. If I can draw them in CAD, he can cut them out. Yeah. And his company does deals in mass. So my, what, how many do I have? Uh, eight or so wing ribs. Uh, it, he didn't care. You know, it was no big deal. Yeah. He's used to doing stuff in the thousands. <laughs> With what I intend to do here in my shop is I've got a lot of ideas for this shop and, um, kind of over on the opposite side from where we're sitting at right now. Uh, I want to make that primarily a woodworking area. Okay. Cause um, one of the other hobbies I don't really do so much right now, but I I enjoy woodworking, uh, furniture, small type items, things like that. So I could use the CNC router for RC and for that both. Yep. Uh, one of my holdups currently, well, number one, I want this shop insulated. Uh, that, that's a must. I don't know if you guys saw my pictures on uh, on Mike and Carrie's group about uh, cleaning the saws up this week. And that's because the shop sweats a little bit. Uh, if it's, if it was in, if it was insulated, I could take better care of my saws. Uh, but anyway, I, I want to get that done. And then, uh, dust collection is going to be another really big thing with the router. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you've messed with the router much, but I've got a couple of handhelds here in the shop and I'm kind of a little bit cautious about using them because of the amount of dust that they create in shop. Um, uh, in fact, I've, I've been known to take stuff out front. And shut the door behind me and cut and do it outside. <laughs> right. Just so I don't have to deal with the dust that comes in here. So, uh, I've got to get that figured out first. Once I get a good dust collector figured out, yeah. that will open me up a little bit more to the, the CNC router. Um, so there's a few things that, um, I'm kind of methodical to a degree. And right. so I'm like, well, I want this, but to do this the way I, think it ought to be done i've got to do x y and z first and right. i just haven't got those parts done yet yeah i'm so. i'm way bad at that myself there's there's so many x y and z that needs to be done and i haven't even started on a yet right you know and and i can't do this till i do that and yeah. it ends up man i don't do anything you know <laughs> yeah unfortunately that's kind of where i'm at with this deal um but you know i'll get there I'm not, uh, hopefully we're still doing the show when I get there and we can talk about it then. Right. <laughs> yeah. But until then, I'll just have to keep thinking about it and uh, it'll happen. Well, the mobile rig's working strong, so. Yeah. You yeah. take the show on the road, man. And you, dude, you got a hell of a shop. It's a nice big area. Yeah. I like it. It is a good shop. Um, maybe this summer we'll get to do some, uh, some cookouts over here. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I know we got some when crawfish come up, man. We're doing that for sure. Oh yeah, did you see my crawfish I did. thing yeah, over there? I saw it over there too. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. 
Got my crawfish washer and my pot and everything ready to go. So, all right. Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to cover, guys. I imagine you guys are ready to head to the city. I mean, I was just going to sleep on your couch at this point, man. <laughs> I hope it's all good. Uh, it's it's fine. No worries at all. But I was going to pull up a list of everything. That way I don't forget anything. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we hit on our sponsors for the most part. I think we may have covered everybody. I think so. I do have a an, an issue I'd like to talk about. Okay. Oh, no. So that, no, 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 no. it's all me. I'm sorry, Jason. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You did it again. No, we did talk about it earlier, though. So the, the SU-26 that I refurbished, rebuilding mm-hmm. it, the purple color on the fuselage, I'm trying to match my cowling, which is a fiberglass cowling. I took it to uh, Home Depot. I took it to Sherwin-Williams, the, the actual covering, the purple. Yeah, they can't get anything close to that metallic purple color. I know where you can do it, but it's not cheap. All right. Um, I don't have the plane in here any longer. It's now in Renee's possession. But did you ever see the SIG Edge 540 that we recovered in blue, green, and white? I believe I did see that, yeah. So uh, there's a place in, I think it's Joplin, Missouri. It's called 66 Auto Color. And what I did is I took just a standard envelope. I took slivers of covering. I mailed them covering, and then they shipped me back cans of paint that were absolutely perfect matches. Okay. All right. Um, the problem is it's not cheap. The shipping on it is really pricey. Uh, and when I say not cheap, a can of spray paint is like 40 bucks. But the spray paint itself is actually like 20 bucks a can. The okay. shipping is like 16 for okay. one can. Um but I actually bought at one time uh, blue, green, white, black, and silver, and a can of clear. Um, and then uh, the paint was uh, what they called our K1 system. And it's uh, like a typical spray paint in that you can utilize it multiple times. You, okay. you shake it up, and it's in a rattle can, but yeah. it's automotive grade or automotive quality paint in a rattle can. So it's great for someone like me that doesn't have a big air compressor with dryers and filters and yeah. a paint gun and all that sort of thing, right? Um, so you just spray it like you would spray paint um, and then let it set and dry and all that stuff. But it doesn't have the catalyst and what have you in it. So then I bought the K2 system. You can buy the K2 in, in colors as well, but I bought a K2 can of clear. And what they do with it is the cap that's on the can uh, has a little button like deal and you take the cap off and you shove it into the bottom of the can. And what that does is it releases the catalyst into the can and it actually has a hardener in it, just like automotive gray paint. And you can, you, so we, once we painted the cowl and the wheel pants and everything and got all that color done, uh, sprayed it with this K2 clear and it hardens it up. It makes it fuel proof. It does all that sort of stuff. Uh, gives an awesome finish when it's all said and done. The downside is it's a one-time use because yeah. you just release the hardener into it. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, 66 Auto Color is, uh, if you're willing to spend the money, it was absolutely a perfect match. And that was with uh, Ultra Coat Apple Green, uh, Midnight Blue, White, Black, and Silver. And they were all perfect. For for 40 bucks, it's not that bad. I'd try it. Yeah. If you only need one color, it's not too bad. I think when I bought all that paint, it was a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I just need the one color. It'll be fine with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
cool. Definitely, definitely check them out if uh, if that's what you're up against. Because, like you said, you go to Home Depot, Lowe's, places like that. They they're not gonna be able to match that. Yeah, Sherwin Williams actually actually mixed up some paint while I was standing there just to try it, and uh, yeah, it was way off. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I hope your mileage is the same as mine. I hope if you send it off, you have the same results I did. But I was absolutely happy with it man i'm thinking there's got to be somewhere local that can do that i mean I've, I've i can't think of what it is off the top of my head like maybe his pain or something like that yeah you might go to mako or something yeah i'll tell you what man <laughs> yeah <laughs> take a thing down to mako man i need that ambassador special on this monaco right now <laughs> get that 500 hundred dollar paint job huh? oh man that ambassador special you know what's bad about that they lay good paint it's the prep work <laughs> you know if you did all your prep work to get up there for that five hundred dollar paint job, it might be okay. Yeah. So, did they have a uh, was it Earl Shrive? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a good automotive uh, paint shop in the city that could do it. Well, but, I mean, I'm thinking, but how much trouble is it going to be? Right, I'm you thinking know? you can get it in rattle cans too. I can't, I just can't think of the place yeah. off the top of my head that but, would have it local. Like so, this place, uh, uh, some, I'm pretty sure it's a man and his wife that does it, and. Uh, hmm. I called them up and told them what I wanted to do. And they were like, oh, yeah, just mail us some samples of whatever you want. So I just took little squares of all my covering and uh, shipped it to them in an envelope. And a week or so later, I got some cans in the mail, and it worked out absolutely perfect. That's nice to know. Yep. uh, I've only got a couple of more steps to finish that SU-26. One is painting the cowling. Of course, I can always fly it with an unpainted cowling. It's just going to bug me. Yeah, you just want it to be good. Yeah. I understand that for sure. Uh, I don't like flying them when they're cracked and busted up. I mean, I'll do it, but I don't really like it. Yeah. So, so this thing, I'm, the whole cowling is actually fiberglass, and the belly pan is fiberglass. But I actually ordered brand new ones. Hmm. Um, so Carl Goldberg, uh, is Carl Goldberg even still around? No, okay. not that I know of. Um, I think Goldberg got bought out by Great Plains, but don't quote me on that. Okay. But uh, Fiberglass Specialties actually carries the parts for the airplane. You can look them up on their catalog. And I just ordered new parts. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. Yeah, just trying to get it all fit to the plane right now. What uh, size motor is that running? Remind, refresh my memory on that. Put, that's what that uh, 30cc RCGF oh. twin is going on. That's Yep, I remember that now. Yeah, sorry, I keep forgetting. I think you told me that multiple times. I remember it now that you say it. Yep. So. The original plane called for a ninety to one twenty size glow motor. Oh, so that's going to get all around. That's going to go pretty good. Should be all right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be unique seeing him flying a aerobatic airplane. See, it's funny that you say that because I, I haven't explained explained this before, but uh, I've flown aerobatic airplanes before, yeah. actually quite a bit. I just haven't recently. I, just not since I've known you. Yeah, I, I you kind of saw him airing out your mamba. Oh, it was good. <laughs> yeah. It was real good. I used to be decent, uh, what I considered decent at airbag flying, and now I'm just more of a scale pilot now. Like, like you said, I've been doing the scale stuff. But, uh, you know, seven, eight years ago, or earlier, actually even earlier than that, since I've been flying since 2002, around 2002. Wow. So... Around the 2008 time frame, 2010, man, I, I was flying all kind of aerobatic stuff. Nice. So, Probably had a Fontana. 
you can do something actually, like that? I actually built a couple of aerobatic blades. Did you? Um, out of foam, of course. But, nice. Uh, yeah, it's Poor Jason gets a bunch of crap for that because, man, I think I handed him that edge one day. <clears throat> and they're like, dang, man, I didn't know you could do that. You know, everybody's giving him a hard time about it. Goes, no, I can't fly. You know, <laughs> nobody asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one I tell you who can impress me with that is, is Will. You know, he'll yeah. pick up a Zeroli Hellcat and just ring it out. Yep. And then pick up a aerobatic plane and then out 3D you and it's like, I don't like how good you are at this. Yeah. Dude, he's solid, man. <laughs> Super solid. Today he was flying at GB. Yeah. Right. And he, on his, I think it was his second flight, he made a, a rolling circle around, basically flying the pattern of the field. Not just a rolling circle. He flew the pattern of the field while rolling. Yeah. He did it with twice. a GB. Yes, with a GB. He did it twice. And like I said, this was like his second flight. And then he takes it up higher and says, okay, I'm going to slow down and see how it stalls. I'm like, you're going to see how it stalls after you've been doing rolling all the way around the field? Really? Yeah. <laughs> now you want to see how it stalls? I saw him come by knife edging it, and I was like, it just doesn't even look right. Right. <laughs> GB knife edge. Yep. Wow. It, it, man, it really does sometimes. It bugs me how good he is at flying. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you be so good at this? I mean, just solid, solid as you can get well, on most of it. Well, but you know, just from scale, you know, I've seen some of the best scale flying and some of the best aerobatics, 3D and stuff like that. It's like, it just blows me away. He has some of the hard, worst luck, like with stuff. Right. Breaking three prop bolts today. I don't even have a clue what happened there. Yeah. How does that yeah. even, but, said it backfired. Yeah. It, it did something. It sounded like the, I thought he had a prop strike. Right. I mean, it was a loud bang, and then the engine quit, and he landed it. You know, he's pretty low to the ground at that point. That's why I thought he had a prop strike. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, I think that was with a 3W106. Yep. Uh, I think it may have a little bit of age on that motor, too, though. Oh, yeah. I will say I was I was uh, relieved to see the GB giving him fits landing it, too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know the pain. <laughs> yeah, when I was watching him land that thing, I was like, "That's a handful." I guarantee you, that's a handful. That was my thoughts exactly. It's like, you know, I was interested, but now I'm not. Yeah. Now that I see wheels having trouble with it, I'm not interested at all anymore. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that thing handles great in the air, but man, it does not like landing. It it's, got squirrely. Yeah. Yep, I, what you saw him do with it today, I've been there. No, yeah. <laughs> That's why I sold it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks way tougher than the Bighorn. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually, maybe he'll get that big half scale going, maybe. We'll see. Right. Uh, if it ever does, man. That's going to be cool, man. Yeah, that's going to be nuts. So, um, Better him than me behind it, I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'm ready for something like that. No. <laughs> no. Speaking of that, uh, the guy that built that, B1 Bob, have you guys been following any of his build? Not uh, recently, no. He's building a P38 right now, scratch built. Um, not sure what engines are on it, but it's big. Um, thinking like 85s. Okay. Um, it's big. You go check it out. He's been doing a lot of build videos on it lately. Two eighty fives. Yeah. I'm, don't quote me on that. It could be different, but the plane is a, it's a good size P38. And that's one of those planes you just don't see a ton of, yeah. you know. 
I've, it's always been one of my favorites, but you just don't see a ton of them. Yeah. So, B B one Bob, he's that dude is impressive. If you're a scale guy at all, you know who B one Bob is, and if you don't know who he is, go look him up. <laughs> well, I'm betting with a name like B one Bob, he's probably pretty solid. Yeah. Was well, his name is what is it? Bob? What's his name? Oh, I'm not sure. Bob Moore. That's his name. Bob Moore from uh, Kansas. Switch tar Salina or somewhere up there. Anyway, uh, I think the B one Bob came from because he scratch built a B one. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I remember seeing a uh, a video. I believe it was like like a YouTube video of a Ford Ranger being pushed down the street by turbines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that for the B one? Okay. Well, he had another one where he's taxiing a. Uh, I believe it was a Skymaster. Is who used to make the uh, the F fourteen. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I want to think he was like taxiing a Skymaster, like in one of those HOA type neighborhoods. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, here's a like one six scale twin turbine, like loud as hell jet, right? In an HOA neighborhood, you know? yeah. <laughs> like on a cul de sac, you know? <laughs> right. So I haven't taxied mine up and down the street, but I do engine runs on that F eighteen in my backyard. Oh yeah, your and, neighbors love you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing back there, man? <laughs> Two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, right where you guys are sitting at, uh, we take a lot of times we take airplanes. We open up that shop door and put the prop blast out the out the door, and have, there'll be howling in here. You know, and it's oh, like, yeah. dude, it's loud outside. It's real loud inside real this loud. shop. Oh <laughs> yeah. But my neighbor over here, JB, he's he's a uh, He's pretty cool about it. He don't get too wound up. So that's the beauty of living in the country. Even when you got neighbors, they don't really get too worried about you. Usually, man, my neighbors on my street are super cool. Like, guy next door to me has a band, and I don't ever complain about that. My wife doesn't like it a whole lot, but she ain't gonna say nothing about it. Yeah. And dude, we have done some really dumb stuff in a neighborhood that I like. I live in. You know, I mean, not that it's a nice neighborhood, but the houses are like stacked on top of each other. It's a nice neighborhood. I can lean on my house and piss on my neighbors. They're that close. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And we've flown stuff out of the driveway. We've crashed stuff into people's houses. I mean, dumb stuff that you just, you just shouldn't do. And everybody's like, Oh, that's cool, man. Nice toys. Yeah. Yeah. Earmuffs. <laughs> so my neighborhood earmuffs. <sighs> what are you talking about? Flying stuff in the neighborhood. You know, it's all been small phone stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm taxiing a turban. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's that whole AMA thing. You know, that's it. Well, I mean, nah, I'm not gonna give you. I got homeowner. I got homeowners insurance that covers it, right? It's primary for sure, <laughs> dude. The stuff that I'm flying like in the neighborhood, like on my street, is not gonna well, do you, any damage. You know what guy I'm kind of going. Oh, where I'm taking this. That's fine. Yeah, it'll be okay. All right. So my my next door neighbor, uh, really cool guy. He's, I want to say he's in his late 60s or mid 60s at least, but he's a really cool guy. He's actually a, an old GA pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he's, he's, he likes to come over and talk. If he sees one of my airplanes in the driveway, he's coming over to talk about it. Uh, and then every now and then I'll open my garage door and he'll be standing in his driveway. He's got like a little, uh, uh, a DJI, was it a spark? 
I think it's it's one of the little ones. Yeah, the little DJ, and he'll be flying it up and down the street when I come out of my house. <laughs> so he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, my neighbor, I mentioned JB. Uh, I uh, used to have a Blade 450 heli that I flew out here in the, in the driveway and in, in the highway in front of the house, you know, and car comes by it's like oh just go up and go hide and let the car come under you and then you zip around on the road and you know, all that kind of deal but one day uh it was right when i first got my my 700 pro and it was sitting here on this table and jb come over and he's like oh wow that thing's big he's like are you gonna fly that one out here in the yards no no he's <laughs> like i'll fly the little one but not that one you know right. it's like if something bad happens with that one it's gonna be real bad so probably not <laughs> So. Well, man, the stuff I'm talking about flying, I made it sound like it was big or something. No, we're talking like the hobby zone champ. Yeah. You know, there, there was a wing incident that was a little bit bigger than that, but we're still talking under 1200 millimeters. Yeah. And the motors on the back. I mean, L- if it drills, it's foam coming into you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a, I had a, something happen with me on flying the little MXS over here, which, oh yeah. Do you see my little JTA plane? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We yeah. saw that. That thing's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun with that last week when it was calm. So uh, that's one of my yard flyers. And uh, hey, are you done with this thing in the trash can? Because me and Jason were no. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. We we're well, eyeing up hardware. Yeah. If man. you help me take the landing gear and the wheels off of it, <laughs> then you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> thing yeah, I said. Yeah. That's carbon fiber landing gear. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's still there. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, the fuse is done, but I was like, hey, this has got a good tail wheel, and the tail wheel is kind of sketchy on the Skywing at this point. Actually, Mike fixed it, but we broke it at Ice House, and we broke one of the wheels at Ice House. I was like, well, I could take the wheels off of this one. I don't hang on to this landing gear because I know uh, a couple guys that's got that same airplane. Uh, and then the uh, the ball links on that are Dubros. I'm not letting those go. Yeah, so. that's that's the other yeah, thing I was looking was, at. Yeah, so I was like, man, I think it's hardware, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's why it's sitting where it is. Hey, because you were out chasing the dogs. Me and Jason were here eyeing stuff up. We're like, all right, you it's know, in the trash can. It's fair yeah, game. Yeah, that's, that's the rule, game. right? Yeah. <laughs> that's just well. I, so it ended up there because uh, when I switched my Mamba 60 over from Spectrum to Fataba, just so happens at the same time I burned up an aileron servo. And, uh, my previous Mamba 60 that I got tore up at Ice House a couple of years ago, uh, I had pulled all the servos out of it and was in that extreme flight. And, uh, it was over on the, the top over there. And, uh, anyway, I, I climbed up there and I was like, ah, I need to get this down. Rob servos out of it to fix Mamba 60. And one of them was bad. Second one was good. It's like, all right. I was like, well, I really don't want to climb back up there to put that up. It's like, I'll just stick it in here. <laughs> Needs to go in the trash anyway. So that was a month ago. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, I've had a lot happen in a month. So Right. Uh, yeah, we should have robbed it, man. We had plenty of time, too. <laughs> yeah. He'd have looked over there to go get some stuff later. Be like, hey, where'd all this stuff go? It would have been awesome. <laughs> hey, kids in my shed. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you deflower my ladybird. <laughs> Yeah. It's you two kids in my shed whacking off, aren't it? In my tool shed. Yeah, quit whacking off in my tool shed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yep. what show's totally swapped this this this, uh, this month. Left turn. Uh yeah. Jason Jason has really regretted deciding to do this with us. Oh yeah. He's like, man. What did I get myself uh, into? Uh, I've heard worse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> We're actually, I'm, I'm being fairly PC. I'm doing pretty good tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually Clint's the one that says, yeah, F that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> repeatedly. And repeatedly. And yeah. man, I, I don't know why, but I am like a creature of whatever I'm around. I just feed off of whatever's around me. So, I mean, I, he gets fired up, I get fired up. You know, I just, I can't help it. I, I, yeah, I gonna say I kind of do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> to a degree, for sure. Yeah. See, you got a little better. Speaking filter. of feeding off of people, Uh-oh. I got to bust Larry Daniels' balls. Uh oh. He was giving me a hard time about my Hey Dude shoes. And then he showed up at the studio last night in a pair of Hey Dudes. <laughs> He's so, like, they're like walking on marshmallows. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. He did. Uh, but he was giving me crap, what, two months ago, maybe. Maybe a little bit more than that. I don't know. He was giving me crap about my hey dudes, and, and then he shows up in some. <laughs> That's how it works. Dude, they're, they are super comfortable. Man, I wonder how they name those shoes. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any? No, but... Apparently, I need to get some. Cause you, need, you need to try them out. I kind of like walking on marshmallows. <laughs> you know? I've never tried it, so I wouldn't know what it feels like. Yeah, I'm not going to say they feel like marshmallows to me, but they're really comfortable. Right. Puffy clouds. There was some, there was some crazy days in college, man. Kitty pool, <laughs> marshmallows. Uh, do you have industrial quantities of KY? Uh, <laughs> did you know that you can buy a 55-gallon drum of Astroglide on... Uh, Amazon. I'm just saying. I didn't know that actually. That's weird. Chive that tells you, you a lot that. of really yeah. weird things. <laughs> In my does mind, does even do even people live? Does anyone even look at that anymore? I don't even know, man. I haven't seen. I've seen a chive sticker do on you, the back of somebody's car not too long ago. I was like, is that still a thing? It's died out big time. Right. Uh, I still get the emails and the notifications from them, and uh, they have some pretty interesting stuff from time to time on there. I literally thought about buying one of those and like getting a lot of small bottles and trying to sell it and make some money. <laughs> I was like, man, this, this seems like a cool situation. And then I thought, who would I sell this? To? Exactly. And then, and then I lost all interest. You know, that, that's my first thought. Could you, man? Could you imagine just standing on a street corner with like a cardboard sign? All right. So, yeah. I, I actually you want got some I, I, let, me, let me bring us back to like RC again, bottle. right? Yeah. <laughs> So the other night, economy size too. The other night, I'm talking to the partner and uh, oh, Matt Sybeck, you know, because uh, we're working on helis, and I'm trying to get my nitro heli back up and going. I kind of feel bad. I think I accidentally gave that guy that nickname. And I, it wasn't on purpose. I, I think he. I don't think he really got too upset about it. I. I, I just said he hey, doesn't get partner. upset. I just said your partner, and now now he's the partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It sounded really weird after we were just talking about 55-gallon drum of lube, too. But, you know. So, well, where I was going with this is, is I was talking about getting my Nitro Heli back up and going, right? And uh, I was like, man, uh, I've got a couple cases of fuel. I said, I guess when I run out of that, I was like, it's going to kind of suck. I was like, I had to order, like, I think it takes six cases to make the shipping work out when you buy fuel. And it's a lot of nitro fuel, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, he's like, oh, well. I mix up fuel for people around here. I've got like 55 gallon drum. I was like, where did you get a 55 gallon drum of nitro? Well, I know people. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not just something that you just run across. Right. You know, like, Oh, I picked up in a garage sale. No. How do you end up with that? But so anyway, he's been blending up some nitro down there. I'm like, 
Every club needs one of those, man. Yeah, it was just totally unexpected. He's like, yeah, I've got one in my garage. <laughs> I mean, that's like saying like, oh, yeah, you know, just whatever. <laughs> no one has that. <laughs> I'm a little less concerned about it being nitro than, than Astroglide, though. I, I will go there. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that. And, I mean, he does know Bill, you uh, know, so <laughs> it's kind of scary, man. That's super scary. Yeah. <laughs> William Bill for short. I took it the rack around full circle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah, after he listens to this episode, I'm going to forward all messages to you. I'm so, <laughs> how did that happen? Why is it coming to me? Because uh, you took it there. Well, I'm just meant. That, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, my mind works in weird ways, man. Yeah. We've seen that tonight. No, man. <laughs> Yeah, you put a few hot links in him, and this is what you get. There's something magical about a Rogers <laughs> hot link, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think about how that sounded before I said it. <laughs> and I'm serious. I have had one beer. You guys have seen it. One beer. Oh, oh yeah. This guy's talking about putting a few hot links in you. You're talking about how magical they are. I'm staying out of this. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Oh, it's spicy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Double X. Rogers Holland. Get them today. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think we need to call this. It's not going to get it. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. <laughs>